Welcome, everybody, to Papa Spice's Hot Takes with Hans and Harry. How is everybody out there in internet internet land doing? But <laughs> starting it <laughs> off great tonight. Um, how is everybody out there in internet land doing? We hope you are doing well. Um, Harry, how are you doing, buddy? You know, I'm doing I'm doing wonderful, Papa. Um, it's been a, it's been a nice day. Um, as you know, as we say, we're we're on hump day halfway through the work week. Uh, we got a three day weekend this week. So as the three of us working at the same place is uh, is nice. Yeah, raise the roof. Exactly. Um, but I uh, this is I don't know how many people deal with this, but um, or how much you guys deal with it. But I record all the Liverpool games that I watch and they played at three o'clock today. And we're now recording at like nine and uh, I haven't watched it yet. So I plan on doing that afterwards um, because otherwise I can't use any of my social medias um, because all I do is follow Liverpool news. Um, So yeah, hopefully you guys don't spoil it for me. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to do that afterwards. So it's just part of life in the 21st century of not having to watch things the time they're happening to be able to dedicate your time, but also stressing about when am I going to do that? Yeah, and social media is absolutely a minefield. I've had oh, things goodness. spoiled for me, and it's just the worst. So, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Hans, how you doing tonight, buddy? I'm good. I actually watched the game. I uh, watched it live, so I know everything. So, um, just tiptoe around this, this, this some of our conversations today. So, I'll make sure I don't spoil anything. Got it. Oh, it was a good game. You great, so much. great, great, great game. Uh, I'm lying. I didn't watch it. At all. <laughs> I don't even know what channel it came on or whatever. Um, no, I'm, I'm doing good. Um, you know, getting getting off of the high of, of Super Bowl. Uh, good game. Uh, we had yeah. some good trailers that came out. Um, mm. So, mm. which as we talk about treading lightly on the internet with some of the movies that we got some trailers for. So, I know. So, Harry, good luck. Hopefully, none of the game was spoiled for you. Like, uh, you know. I, I'm, I'm just going to throw in like multiverse of madness. I, once the trailer dropped, like people were already <laughs> spoiling stuff on like Sunday before halftime. So, you know, it's, yeah, it's it was just, not the internet. I like, I watched the commercial, uh, but I didn't watch the trailer because I wanted to save it until after the game. Mm. And there were like instantly memes from stuff. And I'm like, wait, this, that wasn't in the commercial. So like automatically people just started going nuts with everything. And it's like, dude, chill. Yeah. the beans i know um but there was a very important day after the super bowl and that was valentine's day so we hope Aww. everybody here had a fun valentine's day or uh if you're single um you know we hope you uh uh had fun not buying gifts or cards or any of that jazz and just got to chillax <laughs> and do your own thing um but we're still kind of on a high of this love deal and love is still in mm, the air and preach it. So we're actually going to talk about our fave five romantic movies. Uh, that is our topic for this evening, but before yes. we dive into our lists, uh, Harry, you, you kind of wanted to talk about what romantic movies mean to us, right? Oh yes. Yeah. Let's, let's get deep into our feelings, Greg. Um, let's <laughs> let the, let's let the audience into the window. Now, I mean, it, it was interesting when I, when we were looking at our list and obviously we're going to dive into them and a little bit about each of the movies and why they're on our list and you know how they got there. But 
like for me, like I was just kind of thinking about like, what is like an ideal either romantic movie for you or what gets you to press play on that streaming service or to head out to the theater? I mean, I know obviously we could touch base on, you know, a couple specifics, but like just taking a look at my list and, and as the, as the viewers and listeners will have no surprise, um, they're usually either difficult romantic movies or like, they don't end up great all the time. Um, they're not what you would call the rom-com. So yeah, I'll, I'll throw it to you, Papa first. Like, what do you, what do you look for in, in a, in a romance movie? Hmm. That's a great question. Um, I guess just a strong romantic plot or subplot. The movie doesn't hmm. necessarily have to be based around that um, entirely, but if it's a strong through line throughout the movie, that's good enough for me. Um, right. I will say that like I <laughs> it's weird and we'll get into my list, but like, you know, I I've said in the past that uh, I prefer movies that aren't necessarily downers or um, uh, end on a happy note. I prefer those type of movies, but um, yeah. some of my romance movies that, that you'll see don't exactly end on a happy note. Um, <laughs> as far as uh, you know, an ideal romance movie for me, even though I, I just saw it for the first time about two years ago. Um, well, you know what? I'm not going to get into it because it's, it's on my Ooh, list. So yeah, it's on we'll, your list. There you go. when, when we get to it, we'll get to it and I'll mention it there. But, um, but yeah, it, really uh, romance could encompass um, any number of genres. Doesn't have to be a solely romantic movie. Uh, doesn't necessarily have to be um, uh, just a, a sole romantic comedy. But you can mix it in with other other genres. So as long as there's a strong through line throughout the movie, that's my romance. Uh, Hans, how about you? Um, I, you know, I with. There's definitely a tr- like a like a theme with uh, a few of the choices that we're going to talk about for me. Um, I'm more romantic comedy. Um, mm. I, I you know I like I feel like a lot of you know a lot of romantic romantic comedy movies have like similar like storylines in terms of like how they end up and you know like I like I'll look at one like one example is like Knocked Up, which I know like no, none of us were not going to talk about it, but I watched it the other day and I I, don't, I never would have classified that necessarily as like a romantic comedy. But then, like, I think as I watched it, like, recently, I'm like, I guess that was, you know, we talked about what we were going to talk about. I'm like, that kind of opened up my window a little bit. Um, But I like, like, you know, stories of, like, that'll, like, really make you laugh. And, like, whether it's, like, you know, like, it doesn't have to be, like, necessarily, like, an R-rated comedy kind of movie. Like, I I like a good PG-13, like, kind of feel-good romantic comedy. Um, I I don't think, I think of the movies that I selected, all of them would be kind of considered um, romantic comedy. There's a couple fantasies story my honorable mention as a little bit um not actually necessarily a comedy at all but um yeah i just i you know I'm, I'm i'm really big into like the just mixing um mixing the two genres of romance and comedy i'm not i'm not too high on just straight up romantic movies like like i'll just give you an example a lot of people love pride and prejudice i hate that movie so much <laughs> um I, I just like i maybe i didn't laugh enough in it i don't know i just i can't tell you i, I much me. enjoyed I much enjoyed Pride, Prejudice, and Zombies more, um, but there you go. But yeah, I, I just I, I'm more along the lines of like you know I, I like a good laugh while I'm watching these stories, even though some of them are considered predictable. But yeah, um, yeah, that's how I I, I don't I, most of my romance um, choices are are probably considered more comedy, but you know, yeah, Harris, I, I like it. to laugh. Yeah, 
for sure. Uh, Harry, throwing it back to you. What, what about you? Yeah, I think, you know, I, I think for me, like just looking for ideal, like sometimes it's like almost like the connection. Like, I definitely feel like the two main characters have to have that connection for me to like put it either in, like when we're talking like, you know, about behind the scenes of getting our, you know, either honorable mentions or getting our top five together. I think the connection for me has to be it, but I also don't mind a little bit of being grounded in the real world and being like dealing with those, you know, relationship problems or, you know, things of that nature. And it's, it's surprising to me how many of the classic, like rom-coms like Greg, I know you were doing a deep dive on like, you know, the, the Tom Cruise or not Tom Cruise, Tom Hanks, Meg Ryan, um, you know, trifecta there uh, with their three movies. And, you know, when Harry met Sally, which uh, is a guy named Harry, I think it's almost a sin that I haven't seen when Harry met Sally, but um, you know, some of those, I guess, you know, critically acclaimed romantic comedies, I, you know, I, I don't gear towards those as much, which might be a fault of mine, but it's like, I always seem to go with the ones where it's like the wife, you know, has cancer and the husband sleeping around, how are they going to make it work? And it's like, I'm almost interested in those um, and like how they deal with it, um, which I guess is weird. I don't know. Um, maybe those aren't romantic movies. Maybe those are thrillers, but, uh, you know, or maybe I made it a thriller in my head. Drama. But <laughs> listen, the, the, the default we use for this in case anyone has any problems with our list is we used uh, IMDb's uh, if it had romance in the title so, or in the uh, description. So if it fell under that category, it fell into this list. So hopefully, I mean, you know, listen, this is a time for love. We don't need any hate. Let you know, but uh, you know, let us know if uh, you know, are your feelings on our movies? Yeah, Harry, Harry you might have just pitched Judd Apatow his next idea for his movie. Um, <laughs> Got it. Listen, so. I'm here. Well, usually so, it's hands with the with the with the big ideas. So a little bit of a spoiler because we're uh, talking about our list here, but um, what you described up until the the cheating part uh, sounded like the big <laughs> sick, which is a great romantic movie. Yeah. Um, no. Yeah. You're, you're not wrong. Didn't make any of our lists, but um, but that's one you guys should definitely check out if you haven't. Oh, 100 percent. Uh, okay. Well, let's dive into our list. I'll uh, take the reins and get started here. Um, so I'll go with my honorable mentions first. And uh, <laughs> weirdly enough, my very first one is not actually listed or doesn't have romance listed on IMDb, but I no don't way. care. I, it really doesn't. I don't care though. Oh my goodness. It's got romance in the title. Uh, it's 2019's Isn't It Romantic, which I thought for sure could be considered a romantic comedy because it lampoons romantic comedies. Um, it mm. stars Adam Devine and Rebel Wilson and uh, Liam Hemsworth. Uh, super funny movie. Um, it's basically the the plot is if uh, well Rebel Wilson's character she I believe she hits her head or falls off her bike or something like that and uh, she wakes up and the world is basically as as if she were living in a stereotypical romantic comedy. Um, very funny. It, it uh, uh, lampoons the genre, like I said, and um, uh, I thought the the chemistry between the leads was really good. But um, uh, highly recommend checking that out, even if stupid IMDb doesn't consider it a uh, romantic movie. Um, <laughs> next on my list is 2003's Something's Gotta Give with uh, oh, nice. Diane Keaton and uh, Jack Nicholson. Uh, Diane Keaton was actually nominated for Best Actress for this movie, which is kind of crazy to me because you don't see a lot of uh, 
love for romantic comedies from the Oscars and anymore. Now, granted, I know this was almost 20 years ago at this point, but seems like uh, the last couple decades anyway, you don't really see that. Uh, next on my list for honorable mentions is 2017's The Shape of Water, directed by Guillermo del Toro. Um, absolutely love this movie, and uh, this kind of shares a theme with my next movie, which is 2017's live action adaptation of Beauty and the Beast with uh, Emma Watson. I actually I found this a little more romantic. Maybe it's just because. While it's still a family movie, it wasn't geared towards children quite as much as the original animated version. Um, you know, it was slightly more adult, and maybe that was, and I, I say ever so slightly, not like, you know, it's an adult film or anything. Um, <laughs> let me rephrase. It's definitely not an adult I mean, film. <laughs> but well. it's not, I, I don't believe it was PG-13. I don't know. I'm diving too much into things, but, um, but anyway, shape of water and beauty and the beast. I love those, you know, uh, timeless tales of, uh, someone meeting somebody that is, uh, exactly, almost exactly as far away from what you think you would like as you can get, but here we are and you fall in love. Um, so yeah, those are my honorable mentions. Anybody have any thoughts on them? Um, I would like to throw in, uh, so I was doing some deep dive when you said, like, it's not considered, like, the isn't it romantic? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that should be considered romance. I even went, and, and you know, how we decided what we were going to pick. Beauty and the Beast actually does not have romance in IMDb, which is, which Unbelievable. is like, the, ridiculous. Yes, like, that's, yes. Yeah, that's the whole point of it. Um, so, yeah, I'm with you on that. Um, I love Beauty and the Beast. Uh, you know, we had our theme was very... Um, heavy on Disney slash Beauty and the Beast. So um, I was excited when the live action one came out. I think I actually prefer the live action a little more than the cartoon, Um, but I maybe it just could be from the times. I just, you know, I I think it, you know, I think the cast in that, in that was great. Um, I haven't seen, isn't it romantic, but I remember seeing it, um, seeing the trailer and I was kind of, you know, I like rebel Wilson and um, is it Adam divine? Is that? Yep. um, Yeah. Um, but I, I'll go back and check that out. Something's got to give. I remember seeing that in like theaters, probably on a date, like in like high school, probably, and went with like a group of kids. Uh, kid, Jesus, I'm third. I, I can't believe I just said that. A group of friends, a group of kids. Went <laughs> with a group of years kids. Ago. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you eight year olds, um, let's get you in there. Yeah. <laughs> Something's got to give. <laughs> um, the one movie on here that I I actually have been wanting to see and I haven't is Shape of Water. Mm-hmm. Um, I I you know I love Guillermo del Toro. Um, I, I, like, I only, I've seen his, like, uh, like his resume, like most of the movies on there, except like this and maybe one or two other ones. Um, but I've always, I I remember when it was nominated, I've been wanting to go back and watch it. So I kind of fell off my radar, but I'm glad you mentioned it because now I'll I'll be able to go remember to go back and check it out. So, uh, I don't know if it still is, but I know recently, like maybe, um, a few months ago it was on Hulu. So it's, it definitely, um, is streaming somewhere i'm sure but uh but yeah nice. mm. cool uh Harry, any thoughts on these yeah um never saw isn't it romantic like chris said i mean it was definitely something that intrigued me but i just you know either it came out and like i heard meddling reviews and then or middling reviews and then uh 
you know, just, you know, that time at the movie theater working over Valentine's day time, president's day weekend was, was, you know, things get missed as they love to say. Um, uh, something that I give, I probably haven't seen that since like 2004, 2000. So, but I remember at the time, absolutely loving it. Um, even at that young age of, of being 16, was it 16, 2004? Yeah. Um, yeah. And just, uh, were you yeah, one of the just, kids hands took? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> me, I got my permission slip signed and hands took me. Um, I, I can't believe I said that. I'm like, I, I'm like still getting over the fact that I felt old watching a halftime show. And then I say that I'm like, all right, well it's official. Uh, it's official. That's it for me. Yep. Um, put a fork in it. Uh, I peaked. but um, no, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely worth checking out if you haven't seen it, especially, you know, considering uh, Nicholson like hasn't been, I would say after departed, it's pretty much like, I don't know if he did any movies after that. Um, You know, we did talk about him in our, uh, you know, top five uh, actors of all time. So definitely worth the movie seeing him in his, you know, later years, but definitely a a great performance. Um, Beauty and the Beast, the 2017 version, uh, me and the wife saw that. Absolutely loved it. Um, True fact, I sing Evermore a lot. uh, I love that that song so much. I love that song too, yeah. I sometimes serenade my wife with it in the car when we're uh, driving, so that that gets a good laugh out of her. Um, Keeps me on the good side, you know, for all the times I'm screwing up. Now, when Um, you sing it, do you put some bass in the voice to sound like Oh, yeah. (laughs) Evermore. Nice. for all the fans out there, you know, um, and then shape of water. So the shape of water for me, I really enjoyed in theaters and then it won best picture. And I was kind of like, should it have won best picture? Uh, um, so it's, I haven't revisited since that Oscar season or, you know, when I saw it, cause I definitely saw it before the Oscars. Um, and it is, you know, typical Guillermo just kind of, you know, taking a story such as beauty and the beast and kind of, you know, giving it more of that adult theme as uh, as Greg likes to say um, it is available for streaming on Hulu. Nice. Um, and I, yeah, on Hulu and you could buy it for $4 on, you know, the, the services where you can buy it. But uh, yeah, um, really enjoy this movie. I would say it's worth checking out, but I, I'm not going to go as far as to you and might how you might feel about it, uh, which is why it's not on my honorable mention or my list. Um, but it is definitely it can it does have beautiful moments. But I think one, you know, I don't know, there seems to be like this problem for me when something wins best picture or like gets a lot of recognition and I just don't vibe with it, you know, and, and not to spoil, you even know, though you listeners. vibed with it prior. Uh, yeah, it's just like it almost takes it to that stratosphere, whereas like, is this too far? Um, you know, and I'm not saying it changes my thoughts on it, but it just is like, does it get, is it as revered? Would I recommend it? Do you know what I mean? It's like, sometimes look at the Oscar winners is like, you must see that. Like, that's the movie that we say is the best movie of the year. And it's like, is it though? And I, you know, without re-diving into the 20, I guess, 18 Oscars, uh, I don't, I don't know uh, off the top of my head if it was, but I, uh, I'm going to go with a no on that or the 2017 year film, I guess, because that's when it came out. So mm-hmm. those are my thoughts on, on your honorable mentions, but a great list, a great, a great uh, little, little uh, smorgasbord of just little, little things here and there, a little rom-com, a little, a little adult, uh, a little adult shape of water, classic redone movie, um, live action and, you know, a classic, uh, you know, rom- another rom-com. Oh, Way to go, you, G-Man. Boys. Thank you. Uh, Harry, what about your honorable mentions? What do you got? Yeah. So surprising to no one, I have a movie uh, pre-Star Wars on here um, for my honorable mentions. And it's uh, Some Like It Hot from 1959. 
Um, now, uh, for people who don't know what Some Like It Hot is, um, <laughs> as I mentioned, it's it made in 1959, so dating myself here a little bit. Um, Marilyn Monroe is, is kind of the main star of the movie, and I know what you guys might be thinking or what the listeners might be thinking, like Marilyn Monroe, you know, nice nice looking woman but she she absolutely kills it in this movie um tony curtis jack lemon is also in it uh another i think uh i don't know if i've mentioned billy wilder on this podcast before but if i haven't uh he writes and directs the movie absolute classic kind of you know uh i guess you would say rom-com and it has some music in it and marilyn absolutely kills it in it um 100 would say this is a film to seek out um pre-star wars and absolutely find time to see this one um no doubter in my mind for that um a later one that is uh that the wife pulled me in on it's to all the boys i've loved before from 2018 um now this one uh it was very hesitant in going in on uh you know i'll be honest you know sometimes the wife comes and she's like we gotta watch this and it's like do we have to watch it um and it's like yes we have to um and so i kind of went in with my hesitations but i really actually enjoyed this one this one's probably the best of the three they're all on netflix um like i said this one's probably the best um the other the second one is probably the worst and the third one actually is the second best so i don't know um but it's a it's a romantic comedy about a teenage girl's you know secret love letters are exposed and they wreak havoc on her love life um it stars laura laura condor or lana condor sorry i said laura lana condor uh who's absolutely incredible um noah centineo your mileage may vary on him um i was i was smitten by him he was very charming uh in the film uh but i think it definitely gets old after the other two films but um you know sorry about uh, that. no you're all good you're all good <laughs> nobody noticed um so, so that's my pitch for the, to all the boys. Uh, the uh, next nomination, uh, my favorite movie of last year, which I'm throwing on here, uh, The Worst Person in the World. Um, this one, I think, as we discussed a little bit earlier, doesn't really, you know, no spoilers, because I know you guys haven't seen it. I've talked a lot about it, but, uh, you know, I wouldn't send it ends. It ends in, you know, roses and, you know, kisses and, and chocolates. Um, but it's, it's definitely a look on a life of a 30-something-year-old and, you know, as I mentioned before, the past she chooses. So I'm not going to go too far into it, but, you know, just kind of what do you do and how do your relationships form who you are and what you're going to do with your life? Um, it's, re- it's really well done. I uh, highly suggest that as well. Um, but I've talked enough about the worst person in the world. Hopefully one of you guys will see it this year and we can, we can have another discussion about it. And the <laughs> final movie I have uh, is Her, um, which stars Joaquin Phoenix, directed by Spike Jones. Um, Amy Adams is also in it and Rooney Mara, uh, as well as Scarlett Johansson's voice. Um, and this is kind of set in the near future. A lonely writer develops an unlikely relationship with an operating system designed to meet his every need. Um, it was really interesting for me and just my notes on this one and why it made my list is just like, you know, we all kind of grew up in the early Internet era when you were, you know, on a, I'm, I'm not going down a dark road here, but a, like safe chat rooms where it was like you would create connections with people or, you know, early video games when, you know, Xbox Live, you know, when you would start to connect with people on the Internet and just you would get to know people by their voice and those 
that would, you know, make you shape a person almost kind of like when you're reading a book. And that's what I felt like her did really well with it almost made it seem like there was this other person with Joaquin Phoenix in the room and a kudos to that movie of, of, you know, taking just a voice of Scarlett Johansson and being like, Hey, there's actually like, you know, a real relationship developing here with this, this, um, you know, uh, this operating systems voice, um, you know, there's, you know, I guess some whatever emotions behind it, but, uh, but yeah, those are my those are my nominations. Do you guys have any feelings on uh, on these these films? Uh, hands. Um, I think of your list. I think I may have only seen one movie. Um, nice per use. And let's go. It was her. It was her. Um, I, I remember watching that movie and just being like, I there's one part in that movie where I got like kind of I don't want to say like a little uncomfortable, but it got a little mm. weird. Of yeah, um, I, you probably know what I'm talking about. Oh yeah, um, I think everyone I've seen it does. Yeah, yeah. So um, I, I think that is actually like a fantastic movie, and I remember like that kind of it didn't necessarily like propel um, Joaquin Phoenix higher, but he did like a phenomenal job, and I kind of like put him even like more on a radar than he already is. Um, so I, I do love that movie. Um, I, I think it, it, that's a great pick. I would have never thought about that. Um, but uh, yeah, to all the boys I've loved before, um, I don't know anything about that movie. I know it's on Netflix. It's been recommended to me, but I haven't watched it. Um, I, you know, there was one movie that I watched on Netflix, like but we watched a couple of years ago. What was it? Uh, Always Be My Maybe. So we watched that. Yeah. And ever since then, I've been getting recommended like this kind of like the, the all the boys. Are, and I'm like, like enough, enough. I'm not going to watch it. Um, but I, if you enjoyed it, I, I, you know, I maybe I will go go and watch it. It does. You know, you kind of sold me a little bit on it. Um, worst person in the world I haven't seen yet. Um, I know you've seen it. Um, and I heard it's phenomenal. Um, so I, you know, I'm yeah, looking forward out. to when it comes out on streaming. I know it just got released in theaters. So um, at least a wide release. So I will check that out when they eventually make it to the streaming platform. Um, Some Like It Hot. I know nothing about that movie uh, except Marilyn Monroe's in it. Um, You start throwing out names like Jack Lemmon and Billy Wilder. Like you said Billy Wilder. I thought you meant Willy Wonka, but that's Gene. Um, So, um, man, I can't. I I can't with you guys. No, I've heard good things about it. And it is. I think you said it is on Netflix. So if I decide to go, you know, it's it's available. I'll double check it. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I was wong, but I'll double check it while while you go on. Thanks. Let me know. And um, yeah, but no, good choices. I love the her selection because I would have never thought about that because um, it's not the kind of romance that like, I guess I would classify as ro- romance, but you know, it, at <laughs> one point it turns into that. So yeah, Greg, what are your thoughts? Uh, my thoughts are, I'm glad you went first because I've seen zero of these movies. Oh my God. <laughs> um, I will say uh, the worst person in the world. Uh, I know it has some heat on it. That's something that I want to see. And, um, you know, same as hands. Maybe some recency bias for me, too. You know, you know how it'd be. Well, yeah, yeah. I know how it'd be. Um, <laughs> uh, like hands, you know, I'll, I'll wait for that to hit streaming. But it's definitely going to be on the list. And then, um, <clears throat> excuse me, her. Um, that's one of those movies that, like, is perennially in my cue and then i'm just waiting for a night where it's like hmm what do i want to watch and just have something really off the wall and then that'll be the choice uh i get i get those nights every once in a while when there's just nothing else and it's like let me watch something not wacky but like you know offbeat and not you know my normal thing um some like it hot you know i've heard it's a classic movie 
uh, haven't seen it, um, but I'm familiar with it. Uh, and then to all the boys I love, I've loved before. Um, I, uh, have not seen that. Uh, I believe my wife has, and I think she had good things to say about it, but it's just not yeah, really, it's worth checking out. Yeah. Um, worth it. I will say Lana, I know the actors cause Lana Condor was uh, Jubilee in um, some of the X-Men movies. And then Noah Centineo oh, yeah. was actually going to play He-Man for a little bit. And then mm. um, that got canceled. The live action yeah. masters. Yeah. Uh, so there's that stuff. Um, but shout out to uh, always be my maybe hands. That's a great pick. <laughs> I know it's not a real pick from you, but uh, <laughs> I actually really enjoyed that. I thought that was a, a sweet romantic comedy and uh, Keanu Reeves best performance. Yes. Yes. And Randall Park, <laughs> Ali Wong. They were both yeah. great. Uh, also to watch some like it hot. Uh, if you subscribe to direct TV or watch TM TCM, you'd get it for free. Otherwise you got to rent it for three 99. So yeah and what and 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 current prices or bat or like (laughs) is that adjusted for inflation yeah i absolutely hate it here and uh (laughs) i will be silent for the rest of the pod maybe we can go catch a matinee at the nickelodeon you can go to the 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 local (laughs) theater and pay 10 cents for it (laughs) you know you guys such haters but i appreciate the love all right. Well, it. thank you uh, for sharing your list that nobody has seen any fe- uh, features from. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm just. I'll kidding. make sure uh, to coordinate that better next time. Yes. Uh, no, it does <laughs> sound like you got some good picks on there. So definitely some stuff that uh, we're both interested in. Hans, how about Bring you? Buddy? What list. are your honorables? All right. So first one, uh, I would. I, I. The only reason I didn't put it on here is because I classify this a lot more of a comedy than romance. Is Coming to America from 1988. Um, it, it. I mean, it, it is revolves around a, a, an African prince who goes to try and find his bride, um, you know, and then he goes to Queens um, to find, then he, you know, finds that his life in Africa is much different than, than it is in Queens. He has like, you know, brings all his money, brings Arsenio all, which is, he's always a good sidekick. Um, but I, I, you know, I, I've watched that movie um, dozens and dozens of times and I crack up with it. I, I wouldn't, I would put it a little further towards comedy, even though there are, there is a lot of romantic. Um, I mean, the romantic story of it is kind of one of the main plots, but, um, you know, I did not include it in my list. Um, next is 1990s ghost. I'm actually going old. Like, this is surprising hair. Like this is old for me. Still post this Star is, Wars. It's still this post is my, Star Wars. this is my, some like it hot. Um, uh, is 1990s ghost. Um, now I actually appreciate this a lot more, uh, later in life. Um, this is not, uh, doesn't really have a happy ending. I guess it kind of does depending on how you look at it. Um, you know, it's about Patrick Swayze. He dies. Um, it gets really dark pretty quick once you figure out like how he dies and why he died. Um, it's got the meat. Have you, uh, have you guys seen it? Oh man. Uh, no. yeah. It's yeah. it's known for like one scene really that is, is when they're like the pottery they're doing scene. The pottery yeah. scene. There's a lot more to it. That's actually one of the worst scenes in the movie. But um, you know, I there's a lot like Whoopi Goldberg's in it. I, I'm not a big Whoopi fan, but she's actually like fantastic in this movie. I think she was nominated for supporting actress. Um Demi Moore's in it. Um trying to think who else. Like there's a couple other like those like it's that just guys. the one with uh Bill Cosby, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> The, the one where, uh, yeah, Patrick okay. Swayze is the one where he, he's ghost, a dad. Ghost dad, right? Yeah. Haunts his kids, yeah. Um, which I actually have mixed up in my past life. And, <laughs> uh, like, my, my as I was younger, um, not like past life as I lived in the 20s. Um, 
but um no ghost is great um there's a lot of really like kind of memorable scenes um from it but um if you haven't seen it for like an older movie i would check it out um the last of my honorable mentions is um can hardly wait which is from 1998 um this is a teen movie um it's more of a teen comedy same i kind of put this with coming to america where there is um a romantic storyline involved but it's a lot of what's more of a coming of age story um but uh you know i i still i i think with the main story of uh ethan embry and jennifer love hewitt um kind of would put this somewhere in like a romantic um category but um i mean i can you can put any movie as i put that down there i'm like you could put almost any movie from the 90s like teen movie into that kind of category of romantic comedy um, but it's it's one of my favorite movies, like comedies of all time, um, in terms of rewatchability. Like I rewatch that all the time and find something new. And there's a lot of people in that movie that like I forget are in it or like see them in it. I'm like, oh my god! Like I, I think I watched it like two years ago and I noticed like Jason Siegel's in it for like a minute and I completely forgot. Um, so that kind of stuff. But yeah, I uh, those are my three. You said four and I had three. I could have I could have like blasted this list with like nineties comedies. <laughs> yeah just blasted that list yeah. uh hair what are your thoughts on uh hands on yeah. um i mean i i don't think i've ever seen ghosts all the way through you know obviously we talked a little bit about the pottery scene and you know probably catching it on tv um patrick swayze in the late 80s early 90s just just an absolute king um so would definitely suggest anything with him in it um you know, that's a great call. Uh, Coming to America. I've actually never seen Coming to America. Um, I know, I know, I know. Um, but it's just shocking to me that Chris picked all before 2000 movies with this, which is pretty cool. Um, so that's on my list to see. Um, I think like Chris was saying, this this kind of leads to my mom's theory all the time of every movie is a romance movie. Um, and like, you know, even though this is categorized as a comedy, it still has romantic and, you know, love story or love story elements to it. So that's my mom's theory on that. Shout out to her. Um, well, she's she's wait- not wrong with that. I mean, almost every yeah. movie does have like a, exactly. a love plot, but that yeah. doesn't mean every movie How much- is romantic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, exactly. But she's yeah. she's absolutely right with that. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Mom's always right. Um can't hardly wait, you know, as Chris says with those, you know, mid to late 90s movies, you know, as far as pick any one out of the hat, you know, which one you like. Um, you know, can't hardly wait. I mean, to be a to be a 10-year-old in 1998 and Jennifer Love Hewitt is on screen, um what a time to be alive. Um, you know, uh there for that. So, um but now this has some classic kind of, you know, just you know, typical characters for a coming of age. I think it's the end of high school, um, you know, final days thing. So um, yeah, a good choice. But like, like Chris said, you could pick any of those in the late nineties as your favorite. Um, I don't think this one would be mine, but um, you know, solid choice. Papa. Yeah. So uh, as I mentioned, I haven't seen ghost. Um, it's just something that's never really spoke to me to to want to watch that movie but i i surmise i'll get to it eventually in my life i don't yeah. know at some point uh coming to america a classic um can't go wrong there i mean it's just so good uh the sequel not so much but the original i was gonna say how make sure when you're gonna go watch it you don't watch the sequel instead. just because the sequel yeah, is stop. the same is the same title except there's a number two for two that's yeah it. Yeah. yeah so just be careful 
yes um but <laughs> but yeah the uh the og is a, a really good movie uh great movie even and uh highly recommend that hair so definitely check that out uh and can't hardly wait um so it's interesting that you say you know this is one of your favorite comedies of all time i i remember really enjoying it in the past but it's probably been a decade maybe a little longer since i've watched it so i should definitely go back and revisit this to see if it still holds up for me but um Mm. but yeah i mean it's a it's a great uh teen comedy and uh definitely some some romance in there um like Harry, I don't know that I would pick this as my favorite, you know, 90s teen comedy or whatever, but it's definitely in the upper echelon. Uh, so great pick here yeah. as well. Just look out for Jason Siegel. Uh on IMDb he's, he's classified as watermelon guy. So he wasn't really on the up and up. <laughs> nice. Uh, that's when we knew he had it in him. <laughs> yes, <laughs> watermelon guy. Uh, All right, so we got some good picks there for honorable mentions. Time to move on to our main lists. And uh, I'm going to start it off with a movie that we've actually talked about on this pod before. uh, And that is What Dreams May Come from 1998, Hmm. directed by Vincent Ward and starring uh, Robin Williams, Cuba Gooding Jr. Um, I think uh, this movie is, I mean, this is one of my favorite movies of all time. So, of course, I'm going to bring it up again. But... um, the love story in this movie and you know we we talked about this uh previously when we discussed the the film but um it's just you know to have such a strong bond with someone that um you know your your relationship is going through the afterlife um into you know the living world and you would literally travel to hell for somebody. I mean, that is a powerful and gripping story. And mm. that's without all of the, you know, the quote unquote real world stuff that plays in where, it, um, you know, helping cope through loss and depression and things of that nature. Um, it's really uh, a study of a very, I, I guess I would say a strong marriage. I mean, you know, even though the two characters are contemplating divorce at one point they they find a way to to break through and be there for each other and um i just think uh even though uh it's a fantasy movie um the romance and imdb will back me up on this one (laughs) is enough to uh to qualify it as a a romantic movie and uh just a, a great movie all around great romance in there and it's just a beautiful beautiful movie to watch um, so I know, you know, we've talked about this one before, but um, any additional thoughts on what dreams may come as a romantic movie hands? I think that makes sense. I mean, he literally is going through the afterlife to find his wife and, you know, and, and it, I, I love how they necessarily like, it, it's not the traditional romantic comedy, not comedy. It's not the traditional romantic movie, I guess, in terms of, you know, they, they had already, gone through that stage in life of like falling in love and, and, you know, and, and the fact of how they're coping with each other's loss. Um, it just kind of is that point of like, is what's it focuses on what's after, you know, life, like, and their life basically it like transcends like life itself where it's kind of going to the afterlife. So I think it's really cool. I think it, it I, I think that it, it's more, 
like the first maybe or maybe like the middle part of the movie when it's mainly focused on his kids isn't necessarily like romance but i think the last third of the movie like you can definitely make the argument that to put this in like a romantic um category um because the point of the whole movie is him trying to find his wife mm-hmm. or at least get through the afterlife and he finds out about his wife and then you know as the movie um kind of ends you they you know meet up and they're they're back together and they figure out what they want to do next um i would i this is a great pick i i this is one that i would not necessarily wouldn't have myself picked it for uh like a romantic movie but it's not your traditional romantic romantic like cliche romantic movie um i think it it adds a little more to to the genre so this is this is great Uh, you know thank you yeah, I mean, we, we, you know, as you get, as Greg was mentioning, we've done a whole pod on uh, what dreams may come in our never have I ever seen series. Um, so check that out if, if you want us to dive a little bit more in depth on the movie, because it was the first time I ever saw the movie. Um, I did talk to my sister about this, and she was very shocked that I didn't watch this because she remembers watching this in our home as a child with her parent, with either with our dad or mom or both. Um, I have no recollection of that. So um, the, I didn't want to bring any controversy to the pod, but I have no recollection of seeing this movie. Um, so maybe I was dead during it. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but um, no, I mean, there's there's a lot of things that if you look on under the surface level of this movie, because it is kind of a fantasy movie um, in a way. But if you look under the surface of it and kind of read, I don't want to say between the lines, because it is often an adaptation of a book, if I'm not mistaken. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, um, I was trying to remember. I wanted to make sure I was right on that. Um, And it's like, you know, there's definitely a lot of things in here that, you know, it's like, man, like, what do you do for love? And it's like you can go all the way um, for it. And so, yeah, beautiful movie Um, would recommend uh, a little dated on the watch and, you know, is a little bit towards fantasy if that's not your cup of tea. But definitely worth a watch if uh, if those two, you know, if if fantasy is is your alley for sure. Okay, Harry, what do you got? What's your pick? Yeah, so my first pick is a movie that I that I saw with Hanratty at some point, um, and uh, he did not enjoy. Uh, and that's 2016's uh, La La Land, um, directed by Damien Chazelle. Uh, La La Land might be best known for at this point for not winning the Best Picture Oscar, um, and it was given a moonlight at the Oscars uh, ceremony um, with that mishap. Uh, but it won six, six, six Oscars. It was nominated for 14. Um, stars Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone. Um, it's a musical, so... Depending on your your mileage on that, it may vary. I don't want to say it's a full blown musical. Um, you know, it, for me, I find it hard to compare and contrast musicals, but there there are moments of of dialogue, and it isn't a straight through sing sing songy musical all the time. Um, absolutely love this film and adore it. Um, saw it multiple times in theater. Like I said, drug out my buddy Hanratty to go see it, and he said, um, as he likes to do for movies. Maybe not. Maybe not that feeling, but. Um, definitely i don't think he came out of feeling the same way i did um yeah um so yeah that's la la land for me um i'll toss it to you guys just because uh, i'd love to hear your thoughts on it because greg i don't know if we've ever talked about this film or maybe we have and i'm forgetting um but i'll start with you papa what, what are your thoughts on la la land thank you so uh i have not seen it but it is something that i imminently want to watch i know it is streaming mm. on hulu i have it in uh, my queue um we talked about it briefly uh, when we were discussing Tick, Tick, Boom a couple episodes back Yes, uh, because we, we got into the discussion of um, solid musicals. Um, but yeah, so haven't seen it. Uh, definitely intend on it. Um, 
heard nothing but good things. Hands, yours is probably the only dissenting voice uh, in terms of uh, opinions on this movie <laughs> that I've heard. So why don't you let us have it? What are your thoughts? All right. It's not that I don't like, I don't hate the movie. Um, I, and in our group chat, I, I referred to the movie as blah, blah, live. Um, <laughs> and you know, I, such I, witty repartee. <laughs> yeah. And my, my wife wasn't a fan of it either. Um, and yeah. it's not like, I'm not, I, I, Harry, I'm, I'm kind of with you. Like, I don't know where I would classify this as it's not like your straightforward musical. It's not like click or um, tick, tick, boom musical, but I just, I don't know. I just didn't, it, this is the type of movie that like, you know, it's going to either, I, I don't, I don't, I haven't met someone that said, Oh, it's all right. Like it's, I, yeah. it's either you love it, you hate it. And I feel like this is somewhat as a movie that um, doesn't have a middle ground. Um, I mean, I thought a hmm. couple moments in it were okay. But I, I just, I, I don't know. Do you, do you feel the way I hyped it up for you and the way it was hyped up? Do you feel like that impacted it? Because I feel like sometimes that can happen with movies. Like I've talked about the worst person in the world like four times on this podcast. And if you guys watch it and you're like, dude, it's fine. I'll be like, yeah, I, I could see that because I've been talking about it. So do you think maybe that was kind of it for you where it kind of. I don't think you might have been the one to hype it up. I mean, I, I and this was right. like when like back in the time when like I'd go to the movies like all the time and Kept and like I, I don't think I, I don't think it would necessarily like that it was that was overhyped. I just didn't like a lot of people like felt like we're watching that and felt something like coming out there like oh my god like I love the performance of the dancing. I'm like yeah. it was it was okay. Like I just thought the story like didn't like it was just like a, a mm. not to go back to blah, my blah. previous joke like blah. It was just blah. <laughs> And I just didn't, and I, and if people who I'm, I'm at the point in my life where I'm just like, if you don't like something that I don't like, or I like and vice versa, like, that's fine. Like, go yeah, ahead. Absolutely. You're, you got enjoyment out of it. Oh, Batman. Um, <laughs> we haven't seen that yet though. So don't worry. Yeah. Um, but if you're at, if you're at the point where like, if you like something, like, I'm not going to take it away from you. Like you felt something watching that movie. That's great. Yeah. I just, I didn't feel that. My wife didn't, didn't feel it. We were both kind of just like. Like, I guess we didn't see and the, and the Oscars, I was, that was, I, I feel bad for all the people that were on stage and, and that I'm going to say this, but that was the funniest thing I think I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm sorry. Funny. I just uh, want to go back to the dangers of overhype because this mm -hmm. actually happened to me recently. So a little peek behind uh -oh. the curtain with this pod, uh, at least my process when it comes to doing these fave five lists. I'll do a healthy mix of uh, rewatching some classics that I know I enjoy just to freshen up on them, but also I'll yep. watch new movies to see, well, new to me. Movie you uh, haven't seen yet. Yeah. Yeah. To, to see if um, that would fall on my list. And you know, if, if it's something as good as people say, and just last night in preparation for the pod, I watched Casablanca and Oh boy. Talk about wow. overhype. I got a hot take coming for you. Here. Wow. Yes. Everybody loves this movie and i hey look to quote my dear dear friend harry it was fine <laughs> i mean <laughs> it was not an all-star all-time cinematic masterpiece classic to me it was a good movie but just that a good movie and That's you it. know it doesn't fall on any list for me obviously for uh all-time romance movies but um but, you know, when you when you constantly hear about how good a movie is, especially for one that's been out for what is it like 80 years at this point? Yeah, um, it uh, 
and then you watch it and it, it's it so doesn't, hard. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough to go in and meet those expectations. And I think that might have been why it fell short for me. I um I wasn't huge on Humphrey Bogart's performance either, but you know, that's I love Humphrey Bogart. So well, this is the only movie I've seen him in, and I have a question really? for you then. Yeah, so he has a very distinct cadence and delivery. Yeah. Um, is that how he acts naturally, or like does he do that across all his performances? So so I hate to admit this. I've never seen Casablanca. It's another one missing in my in my film repertoire. Oh, I know. I know. Pre-Star Wars and I yeah. haven't seen it. Um, I thought you were just, like a Bogart scholar. <laughs> I So I've seen a lot of Bogart movies and he pretty much is the same in all of them. It's just the difference is, is that he's usually either playing like a soldier or a detective or so. But that's usually his like, yeah, you see. Yeah. Like not like yeah. perfect in, you know, perfect Bogart, but he definitely has a style and um, it's just something like for me with him where it's just like, I, you know, um, treasure Sierra Madre, uh, Maltese Falcon, like those like are like, and obviously Casablanca would be like his three, but there's like Key Largo and some other things in his, you know, discography that I would say are worth checking out. Um, there's one, I think I'm moving, I'm missing. I think it's like out of Africa or something or African queen. I can't remember, but anyway, I, I'm diverting. Um, he's, he's, yeah, it's, he's definitely is like one of those, like, he doesn't have a lot of range, I guess I would be my say. It's kind of like he shows up and he's Humphrey Bogart, but it's right. like everybody usually likes it. So if it's not your right. speed, you know, maybe take another film and try it out. Like I would say Maltese Falcon's a good noir film. Um, that's a classic to check out. Um, and if you don't like him in that, then I would probably say it's not your cup of tea. Okay. He so reminds anyway. me of like John Wayne, John Wayne, where like that dude had oh, yeah. no range whatsoever. Yeah, but, yeah. I'm not yeah. a John and, Wayne well, fan. Not to stay off track, but Greg, I felt that way with Godfather a couple of years ago when I saw it, where I watched mm-hmm. it. And I'm like, all right, it's it's okay. I'm still popping uh, that cherry in uh, two weeks, I think, uh, the 24th, right. through the, having the Dolby show at AMC. So. I think you will like it. Um, no I didn't see Godfather 2. I was kind of just like, all right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, Godfather Two. Oh man, we're really going down a rabbit hole here. <laughs> some people, some people consider that to be superior to the Godfather. Yeah, uh, I, I would say they're equal in my eyes. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it's just interesting. Yeah. Anyway, let's get off the Godfather and all this stuff. But yeah, that's just my two cents on Casablanca. My hot take. Uh, hands back to you. What do you have as your first pick for your list? Get this train back on the rails. Yes. Uh, 1998. I went with um, one of Adam Sandler's finest movies, The Wedding Singer. Hmm. Um, I love this movie. I think this is a lot of people like don't consider this like when they think of Adam Sandler movies, this was like kind of like his peak time in the 90s. And I think this gets kind of gets overlooked on like under the wings of like Billy Madison and Happy Gilmore. Um, I think this was like the first movie he did with Drew Barrymore. I know it wasn't his last, um, but this, this has some of the, like some classic, like not like eighties music in it. it takes place in 1985. So it's like into like, right when like CD players are coming out and they think it's like a, like a crazy, crazy invention. And they're like 900 bucks a pop for like a CD player and that kind of, they had, like, you know, whole eighties hair and fashion. Um, but it's about a wedding singer who falls in love with a waitress who drew Barrymore Um, But she's engaged to another guy. Um, So as they're getting ready, he uh, Adam Sandler helps prepare for the wedding, like helps them do the wedding planning. Um, The guy turns out to be a creep surprise romantic comedy fashion. Um, And, you know, they the Drew Barrymore and and Adam Sandler fall in love Um, and has some great original songs in it. 
um, that, you know, they're kind of cheesy. But um, Adam Sandler, like he wrote the song at the end of the movie, which I think is like a really like fantastic song. Um, this is another one has like a lot of like, you know, the the, the original Sandler crews in it. Billy Idol's in mm. it, um, which can't yeah. go wrong with him for five minutes. Um, but yeah, I, I just think it, it, it. this is whenever I think of Adam Sandler, like I, I, I think that for some reason, this is like one of the first like first things that come to mind, because I just remember seeing it in theaters. Like I remember like the group of friends, not kids that I went to go see it with, like that, like who I would want to see it with. And it was on last month and I watched like we watched it. And I'm like, this is like I forget how good this movie like actually is. So, yeah. What do you guys think? Um, so Wedding Singer, I think that might have been, well, first of all, great pick. Uh, for me, I think that was like the first time. And I know he's he's still like playing a goofy character in it, but he got to show a little more range, I guess, uh, yeah. Adam Sandler with this. So he wasn't just the <laughs> type guy. <laughs> Um, that he is in, you know, Billy Madison. Nailed it. He, he still yeah. does his like classic like Sandler yell at one like a couple of times. Yeah. Like, yeah. Rah, 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 rah. But like, yeah, he doesn't do the right, right. Like, yeah, like you're right. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm so happy that you guys knew what I was talking about <laughs> yeah. uh, with my random. It's like its gibberish. own language. <laughs> yes. Uh, but yeah, no, I th- I think this is a fantastic pick. This is definitely an all timer. Um. Uh, didn't make my list, but I, I could see if we were doing a top 15 or 20 or whatever, it would definitely be on there for me. 30 or 40. So, no, no, not that low. <laughs> not that low. But uh, but yeah, I mean, really good movie. Highly recommend and um, uh, great, great pick for the list. Hair. Yeah. So this one for me, you know, I mean, we talked about these late, you know, uh, 1990s comedies, rom-coms. This one just... Um, I feel like this is like a super niche type of romantic comedy, like based off of like the wedding singer and like, you know, having Billy Idol in it and being like a tribute to like, not tribute, but like, I don't know. I just felt like the movie didn't really click with me again. I was around 10, 11, 12 when I saw it. So good chance. I probably didn't fully, you know, um, I was like, Oh, the funny guy, Adam. Yeah. Grasp it. Or, you know, the funny guy, Adam Sandler's in it. Um, and it was like, Oh, this is a little bit more serious. Um, so there, there's definitely probably an element of that for me, but yeah, solid choice. Um, but I, I just feel like, you know, sometimes rom-coms like again, like with La La Land, it's like, there's an example of like, you like musicals, like you don't, then probably La La Land isn't for you as far as a a romantic movie or romantic comedy even. Um, so yeah, those, those are my thoughts on the wedding singer. Solid choice, um, but just not my cup of tea. Uh, all right, moving back to me, uh, we're going to go with my second pick, which is 2000's Castaway, directed by Ooh, wow. Robert Zemeckis. Uh, with, Talk about distance for love. Yes, uh, Tom Hanks. So, you know, kind of, uh, you know, along the same lines of the power of love, uh, Q. Huey Lewis and the news. Um, <laughs> Uh, the power of love with Castaway, um, you know, it's it's kind of it's twofold. Um, there's there's a direct storyline that uh, goes on with um, uh, Tom Hanks's character, and uh, oh god, um, oh her name's escaping me. Oh Helen my god, Hunt. Helen Hunt. Thank you, jeez, jeez. Drew Black. Yes, uh, <laughs> one of those nights, folks. Um, so yeah, Tom Hanks, Helen Hunt, uh, there's a direct storyline, direct, uh, love story going on with them. And, you know, throughout it, 
one of the things that keeps Tom Hanks going primarily uh, going on uh, when he's trapped on the island is his love for Helen Hunt's character. And, um, you know, he even goes so far as to draw her on the cave wall just to remember her face and and kind of use that to empower him. Um, And it doesn't quite turn out the way that you think. Um, I mean, I guess it's okay to spoil because it's been 22 years, but um, you know, he he comes back and um, you know, as any normal person would do, she's kind of moved on, you know, she got over his loss and uh, eventually married and had a family and everything. So it doesn't quite end up as happily as um, you would hope for in that regard. But one of the other things that kept Tom uh, Tom's character going is um, he he has this package that he left unopened because he uh, it was kind of it was kind of a not a MacGuffin per se, but something that he wanted to deliver when he got back because he worked for FedEx and it had angel wings on him. So uh, on the package, so it had significance to him. And the end of the movie, um, he actually completes his mission and, and delivers that package. And, you know, uh, there's there's kind of an implied love uh, story about to begin with the uh, the person that uh, is on the receiving end of that package. So, um, yeah, I mean, very big in this movie, love, even though you wouldn't think a, a movie about um, deserted island survival uh, is is filled with romance, but, uh, it's definitely in here. And, um, uh, again, you know, just the, uh, love being a key aspect of survival and the will to live, uh, very strong and had a, a big impact on me. Um, also another movie that I just, I love even outside of the, uh, the romance aspect, um, castaway yeah. phenomenal movie. Uh, so what do you guys think about it? Uh, Hair, what are your thoughts on castaway? Yeah, I mean, probably haven't revisited this in at least 15, 18 years. I remember it had that huge cable run where it was just like on TNT or USA for like, you know, you tune in. Um, this this to me is like, I don't want to call it the pinnacle of like blockbuster filmmaking, but like when this movie came out in 2000, I remember it was like all anybody talked about. Um, like you got to see Castaway, like Castaway, like Tom Hanks is great. Oh, what a wonderful movie. What a wonder, like it's a you know, love story, romance, all that stuff. And you're like what like this you like you were saying greg the guy on an island like he, about love um and then you get to meet wilson and you're like oh it's about that and it's like now they're just they're just buddies um but so castaway for me it de- it's definitely one where i i want to revisit it you know soon to remind myself maybe some i'll check with the wife to see if she's seen but you know we had uh, we had zemeckis as a nominee for our top five directors you know hanks is top five actor which i believe he made it onto our list um so like you're talking you know the pinnacle of their powers i would say um you know uh with that so definitely worth checking out if you haven't um highly recommend um you know and it, i think it's a movie that really brought in guys as much as girls you know in that in that element where it kind of works in both audiences and that's how you know when a movie's successful when it can kind of draw a bunch of different people in um so yeah would, would highly recommend this one hands um i i harry kind of touched on it too like it's not like they're they kind of like the platonic love that he has for wilson like keeping him sane i think that's like kind of 
could, and then I think you kind of can consider that because he kind of like almost loses his mind as much. And then like, yeah. you know, Wilson kind of gets floated off into the, off into the Ooh. ocean and he loses mm. them. Wow. Um, like he basically lost his best friend. Um, like Harry, I haven't, I haven't fully watched this in maybe 10 years. Um, I, I still see it on TV every once in a while where it just like kind of shows up. Um, but I, I definitely need to revisit it, but I do remember like, and I was going to ask like, I, thank you for kind of reminding me about the end because mm-hmm. I forgot. I knew that he made it off the Island and I knew that he went back to Helen hunt, but I forgot about like everything about that package. Like, and, mm. uh, how, do you think that person was like checking, like tracking, like every day? Like, well, where's it at? Where's it <laughs> uh, maybe initially, and then she probably just figured, just oh, got it's gone. Yeah. yeah, four years. She just ordered it again, and it's just like it shows, like, oh, it's over here. Thanks. Sorry, I, I, say, I go with UPS now. <laughs> this is <laughs> this is another movie where it's like you think it's ending, and then there's like a whole other like. I don't know, half an hour, 20, like whatever it is. It's like, there's a whole other part to this movie where you're like, Oh, we like this, this isn't, he's saved. Like there's a whole, we're, we're still going here. Yeah. It's like, it's like return of the King where there's like eight endings where it's just like, (laughs) you're like, Oh, he got off the, Oh, 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 I like, yeah, I checked the Oh, I still got 45 more minutes. Oh, (laughs) talk about a beautiful romance return of the King. (laughs) Oh yeah. Classic. Uh, Okay. Well, thank you guys for your thoughts, Harry. What do you have next? Yeah. Um, you know, when I was making my list, I didn't really realize until I, I had both of them on the list and I was kind of, you know, preparing my notes and, and realizing who was in these movies. And uh, it's, uh, you know, it's not a prequel to La La Land, but a Crazy Stupid Love from 2011, um, starring Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone, just like La La Land. So maybe I just have an affinity for this couple um, uh, with Steve Carell, Julianne Moore, Marissa Tomei and Kevin Bacon. Um, so this is kind of about a, a middle-aged guy. It kind of stars Steve Carell. His life changes when his wife asks him for a divorce. Um, and he seeks to kind of rediscover himself with uh, his new friend, Jacob played by Ryan Gosling um, and like learn how to pick up women and, and kind of dive into that world. So um, this is definitely, I would say your typical romantic comedy. Um, you know, it was one that I, when I saw it, I just, I couldn't stop laughing. And I found that this is one, when I talked earlier about chemistry and I feel as though the chemistry really works. I mean, obviously with Gosling and Emma Stone, they, they made a whole other movie in 2016 with them. Um, which I think wasn't originally them cast in Chazelle's movie, but ended up being, but I digress. Um, so, and then just, you know, the Carell and Julianne Moore kind of relationship and how they're kind of, you know, working through a divorce and, you know, figuring out their new life. And this movie all, you know, without spoilers, just because I don't want to spoil it, but it all kind of culminates to a head towards the end. And you kind of see the building blocks coming into place and uh, it, hilarity ensues on uh, the last kind of half an hour there, uh, this movie, and it kind of all builds up. And I, this is another movie I've talked about it before, but watching it in a theater, I, I, you know, with, with a crowd um, definitely has a little bit more impact on the comedy and on the situation, but I still think it hits, you know, if you're watching it at home with you, with your significant other or with friends. So that is my, uh, that is my next choice. Uh, hands, any, any thoughts on crazy, stupid love 2011? Um, I, re- I remember seeing it and um, I, there's only like, I, I, I've only seen this once. I've never gone back hmm. to rewatch it, um, but there's only, there's one scene that kind of sticks in my head and it's, it's more of like, I guess when like kind of some of the, the plot points come like running together like i think it's a scene in the backyard where like everyone is kind of like the whole yeah yeah. so that's the one like part that like sticks with me whenever i think of that movie um i do remember liking it i think like carell was was in that weird like office um 
like that office slash big man on campus. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like he did 40 year old virgin did the office and then he did crazy, stupid love. And I think like, I forget when he let what year he left the office, but it was around that time where I think he kind of wanted to go into that like film, this like film path. Cause he did that. And then he did like Dan in real life, a couple of those movies. So yeah. I think that was like around that time where he was, he wanted to be like a movie, like kind of be full-time in movies. Um, you know, same with like Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone, they're kind of um, coming off their own, like, like they're rising stars. Um, I, I do like, as much as I don't like La La Land, I do like their chemistry together. And I do remember that. Like, I think they, they bounce each off, bounce off each other, like very nice. Um, but it was like, I, 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 you know, I haven't, like I said, I haven't seen this in 11 years since it came out or whenever it was. Um, I do remember liking it. Um, but yeah, uh, Greg, what do you think? Right, so I am going to throw a little spoiler in here, but not related mm. to this movie. Uh, spoiler alert. One of the things we were talking about before we started recording was just how diverse our lists of movies are. And uh, they are so diverse. I have not seen the majority of <laughs> movies on both of your lists. So, oh, my goodness. Um, I'm just going to throw that out there. So when I say wow. uh, I have not seen this, please don't roll your eyes. But um, wow. But yeah, this uh, it sounds like a really good movie. This sounds like something that would be right up my alley. The cast sounds bangers. Um, I'm uh, I'm all in on this, even though I haven't seen it. So I'm definitely going nice. to add this uh, to my I'm, queue somewhere. Find this streaming. I'm oh for six on on Greg movies. Wow. Yeah, this is, I know this it's is crazy. incredible. <laughs> get, get ready because that count's going to add, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. Um, yeah, so sorry, no, no more thoughts other than no, that. But it, it definitely sounds like a, a good addition to this list. Yeah. Uh, okay, hands. What do you got next for us? All right, I'm gonna go back again. I'm going with the oldies. Uh, 1987's Princess Bride. Um, I, I I didn't watch this movie. For, I remember watching this movie for the first time. I think it, I, it was either like late in grade school or early in high school. And like, I, I like fell in love with this movie. Um, it's, you know, it, it's definitely that, that type of like love story where it's Carrie always is um, he's considered like the man in black where he's like this figure. He's like, or no, not the man in black. Um, what's it? The dread pirate Roberts. And he uh, falls in love with uh, princess buttercup or at the time she's not a princess goes, has a, has a like you know kind of a romance with her and then she ends up going away and never seeing her again um he comes back and basically tries to find her and it uh, uh, has some of the best supporting cast in this in this movie where it's you got andre the giant who i wish he could act more like you know i i think he was phenomenal in this movie um Manny Patikin, who's one of, um, if I'm saying his name wrong, is one of my favorite supporting characters as Inigo Montoya. Um, <laughs> Carrie Elways, who I, I I can name like maybe less than five, like five movies of his. And this is one of them where I think he's like phenomenal in. Um, and then Robin Wright, she uh, she plays Princess Buttercup. Um, I know there's some other, I think like Billy Crystal's in it at some point, like uh, Billy Crystal and... Um, Oh my God, I can't think of her name. I'm having like a brain fart too. But, um, you know, the whole story is that it basically is this grandfather reading a story to his son. And even in the beginning of the movie, when he starts reading it, like I, he mentions like love and the, and the grandson's like, ew, like, I don't want to like read a love story. And it's like, it really is like so much more than that. Um, but, you know, overall, like by the time, um, you know, uh, 
Carrie Elway's character finds Buttercup. He, um, Wesley, I don't know why that was like, like in my head, I couldn't think of it. His name is Wesley. Um, by the time he finds Buttercup, like, I think it's, um, you know, the whole adventure of it. It's not, um, you know, it's, it, there's a lot more to the story. And even though they don't share a, a ton of time together, um, the two, like they've so like great chemistry and like, you're really like rooting for them through the whole movie You're rooting for Wesley to find Buttercup. Um, Again, it's got a lot of the like that guys in it um, from like the eighties, but um, it is based on a book. I haven't read the book, um, but yeah, I you know I, I honestly love this movie. Um, if it's ever on TV, which it somehow is like never nowadays, it used to be on all the time. It was like that Castaway where it would show up all the time. Um, I could probably recite this movie at least like eighty percent of it, like off the top of my head right now. Um, I've seen it that much in the past twenty years. Um, yeah, but I'll throw it to you guys. What do you have? You, Greg, have you seen this? I have. Yes. Okay. Right. <laughs> yeah. So this is one of the few that I have seen. Um, right. Good. Uh, classic movie. I know, you know, it, it does have a romantic subplot in it. I, I wouldn't consider this quite as much as a romance um, more. So, Ooh. you know, like a swashbuckling adventure, but I'm not going to call you out on it. I, I, you know, there is reason uh, for it to make this list. Um but yeah, I mean, it's just, it's a classic movie. It's great. Uh, like you said, um, just well cast. Uh, everybody plays their part um, pretty much to perfection. And uh, they don't really make, you know, swashbuckling adventures like this anymore, uh, which is kind of a shame. Um, I know this is a, a podcast about romantic movies and the story I'm about to tell is not very romantic. So forgive me, but uh, because you have Princess Bride on your list and because I just read this anecdote the other day, I feel the need to share. But uh, as you mentioned, Andre the Giant was cast as Fezzik the Giant uh, in this movie. And um, uh, so I, I actually saw a story on the Internet and uh, Andre was known for many crazy feats, usually involving eating and drinking and things of that nature. But um, apparently on set, he once let out a 14 second fart and uh, <laughs> everybody fell to a hush. And afterwards, um, <laughs> the director uh, went up to him and asked Andre, are, are you OK? And he said, I am now, boss. <laughs> <laughs> so I just thought that oh was uh, too good not to share and very timely considering uh, your pick here. I, I have heard that story. Um, I, I honestly like, I, I, I can see your like argument against it, like being like a, as a romantic movie, but like, I, there's some things that like, if you take this, like if you take him out of the movie, like it's not going to be as good. Like he's definitely the standout mm -hmm. for me, but mm -hmm. I'm glad he let out that 14 second fart. And they, kept, <laughs> they let him stay. Yes. A little potty humor. <laughs> yeah. Hair, how about you? What are your thoughts? on um, the princess So I just Bride? looked up the princess bride. It looks like to be streaming on Disney and Hulu. I don't oh, know if that's wow. a hundred percent confirmed but that might make sense as to why it's not on a lot um mm -hmm. anymore um this is one that i am a greg on i i haven't seen the princess bride um it's kind of one of those movies that always gets tossed around in best of lists and you kind of see scenes from it like you know um and i just i haven't seen it i don't know what else to say about this movie other than it's a hole in my repertoire and i should fix it uh immediately so um i know you guys have nothing but loving things to say so maybe i'll convince the wife since it's on disney plus to to, to throw it on there 
I feel like, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but given when you were born, uh, yeah, you, you probably have a lot of gaps when it comes to popular '80s movies. Am I am I right or no? No, you're probably you probably are right. There's definitely stuff where it's picked and choose the part. Like if you asked me anything from like 2000 on, I probably right. have seen the majority of it. Like not trying to, it's not like a, a brag or a humble brag. It's just, right, right. that's where like the cold, but it's like those like classic, like 1980s movies. It's like, just missed it. You know I mean? That's, you know, we've talked about Ghostbusters before, but like just a movie that just doesn't hit for me as well as it does for others. But I mean, we're not even that far in age, but. Yeah, it's just, I don't know, just this one just didn't make the list. Yeah. Okay. If it came out probably like 30 years before it actually did, Harry would be all 100%. Over yeah. 100%. <laughs> no. That's when they used to make those swashbuckling movies. Yeah. So yes. watch your tone. Yeah. That's when, when, uh, when those were big. So when Walter Matthau played the Wesley character. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, uh, great pick there. Uh, we're going to swing it back around to me. And my next pick is. Uh, it's a great romance movie, and I'm tired of pretending that it's not. Uh, oh. And that is Titanic from 1997, directed wow. by James Cameron. A little, uh, little movie, a little movie called yeah, Titanic. little little indie darling uh, called Titanic. Um, no, you know, look, I feel like it's a thing for guys to not admit to Titanic being good because oh it's Leo and there's romance and love story. look it's a great movie dude it's it is it really is and guess what it made the money to prove that not that that's the only thing that proves it's a great movie but yeah uh, I mean Transformers are making how much money and they're <laughs> point well well made <laughs> sir um but yeah no uh Titanic is it's just it's got that classic love story and uh you know again one of my picks does not necessarily end well for love. Although I guess, you know, you maybe not for Jack, but for Rose, it certainly does. She went on to live a life and remarry and have kids and all that stuff. But um, there's enough room on that uh, boat on that uh, door. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I know. That's the, uh, the popular argument, but, uh, but Titanic, no, I mean, um, you know, Jack and uh, and Rose meeting and falling in love. And, you know, you have the whole uh, clash of the classes there um, mm. uh, uh, and uh, not a caste society per se, but um, certainly uh, just two different worlds and they make the romance work. The chemistry between them, I thought was fantastic. There's uh, some literally steamy scenes <laughs> Um and, you know, you really feel for them uh, until the inevitable tragedy occurs that we all knew yeah. was going to happen. We call so. that tape two for the oldies, for the yeah. old heads. Uh. <laughs> I love that reference. I love it. Uh, but yeah. yeah, no, Titanic, um, fantastic movie again and uh, fantastic romance story. Um, that's why it makes my list. Uh, Hans, what are your thoughts on Titanic? Uh, I consider it a romance. Um, I, I now I'm not a huge fan of the movie. Um, mm-hmm. I think it it picks up. Going back to my previous reference on tape two, mm-hmm. once it um you know once all the chaos starts breaking apart, I think the first half is a little boring. But you know, it's setting <laughs> up the inevitable like you know crash of the boat. Um, I, I I've seen this movie like I, I think in theaters like the first time I saw it, like I was when it came out ninety seven so I was twelve. I remember like I think my mom went to. My mom took me to see it. So we watched it. I think I saw it like maybe like two or three times in theaters. Um, 
And I, I do enjoy the movie. I think it's a good movie. I think it, it is, I, I hate using the word overhyped, but I think it is a, a pretty good movie. Um, and the romance factor of it, like it is there. Like you can't, you can't not say it is. I mean, the whole movie's revolved around these two people that fall in love on a boat and, and disaster strikes. Um, but um, I, I mean, I, I, this is a great pick. Cause I think this was like maybe one that I probably, it, it, it's, it is on my list in terms of romantic movies. Um, like if you said, if I were to do like a top 15 or 20, it would be mm-hmm. on there. Maybe even top 10. Um, but it, it is, it is a romantic movie. Like it is a romance movie. Like I, no one can say it's not like the, the whole driving factor of the movie is these two young kids who fall in love. And, you know, I, you're right. It doesn't end well for Jack. Um, he, you know, could have squeezed a little bit. <laughs> and you know, just even just stayed on there, get his legs or his foot off, and that would have he still would have yeah. been all right. Yeah. Um. But yeah, uh, the, anyone who says it's not a romance movie is, is is wrong. And you're you're right. They're just like, oh, I hate Titanic. It's dumb. No, nah, yes, yeah. it's a good movie. Hair. Thank you for that validation. <laughs> yeah. So no, hundred percent agree. You know, Greg, let, let's let's change the mold here. Let's let's be with our feelings. Um, and I would hundred percent say this is uh this is a movie to embrace your feelings. However, um, I've always been a tape two kind of guy. Um, I don't know if it was because of how young I was or just you know being like you know I think I was nine when this movie came out. So it was always I mean maybe on D- on on DVD. Wow, VHS. <laughs> um. It was probably 10 or 11, but it was always, when are we getting that second tape? So that was always me. So I probably need to revisit the first half. Um, again, another movie that was on cable for, you know, it was always just on a cable and it just said Titanic for about like the next six hours because yeah. of commercials and everything. <laughs> um, but, you know, Jimmy C, one of our boys for directors who made our top five, Leo, you know, and, and Kate, uh, you know, obviously great chemistry. That's something that, you know, I think misses in a lot of movies and, and they definitely have it. And it's worth seeing a little Billy Zane, uh, you know, in, in there as well. So you can't go wrong with uh, with Billy Z showing up, I guess. Kathy Bates. Um, right. Yeah. Kathy Molly Bates, Brown. yeah. So, um, yeah, definitely. You know, if you haven't somehow seen any of Titanic uh, at any point in your life, we'll make it make it an opportunity. It's one of the highest grossing movies ever um you know and it's just it's filled with uh action romance suspense drama um class uh so definitely worth worth checking out for sure spectacle (laughs) head to the pictures head to the talkies And and Harry, I want to see if you remember this. What we were supposed to do, uh, actually, ten years ago on the anniversary. Yeah, yeah, pops up on my Facebook every once in a while. So Greg was never around for this, but I believe Titanic sunk in nineteen seventeen, or was it nineteen twelve? Nineteen twelve, I think. I'll I'll fact check that. But it was was the nineteen teens. It was in the teens. And uh, some people might know. you know, the hundredth anniversary or not even anniversary, I guess the hundred year remembrance of the Titanic sinking. And I live very close to the Delaware river and I was living (laughs) in my parents' house at the time. And my objective was to have a party and get dressed up and celebrate the sinking of the Titanic. And we were going to get a raft and go out to the Delaware river and puncture, puncture a hole in it and just swim back in. Um, And the tagline for the party was going to be, it's going down. Um, Titanic. So, yeah, that was uh, that was our plan. Never oh, came to fruition. Uh, I really didn't plan well, but 
was uh was i mean a lot of people died so maybe that was just <laughs> in hindsight that's probably it wasn't yeah, one of our best no, yeah no, it wasn't one of our best the follies but. of youth uh you might have been one of yeah. those people that would have died if you touched the delaware river Ugh. uh i swam well, in it i'm i'm i got I'm right. six legs so it's all good Yikes. yeah um it's i almost uh, made it i almost made it halfway to camden when i was in it but you know it's yeah fine. that is true yeah good it's, lord uh, grow a six finger <laughs> you know, if you have enough alcohol, you know, at a safe limit, you know, you'll you'll jump in. Or as a kid, when you don't know any better, and you ride your bike off the side of the wall and just jump on in. So, all right, we got to throw up one of those jackass disclaimers now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Warning. Enough about crazy stunts swimming in the Delaware River. Um, Harry, what do you got next for us? Yeah, so next for me is uh, from 2018, um, and it's a film called Cold War, um, directed by uh, Paweł Paweł Pawlowski. Um, I, you know, he's Polish, so Dom um, or any of our Polish listeners, I apologize <laughs> out there uh, if I got any of that right. Um, so he directed also the film Ida, which was in 2013, which was also nominated for Oscars. Uh, this movie was nominated for Oscars as well um i'm just going to check really quick to see i believe it was nominated for best picture definitely for best director uh foreign language and cinematography uh beautifully shot movie uh with this film um it's basically about the story of you know uh in the 1950s a music director falls in love with a singer and tries to persuade her to flee communist poland for france um the whole film is shot in black and white so um Again, I guess that's something that I just kind of dig every once in a while. Um, but it's it's a beautiful story of these two people trying to connect and time passes and, you know, they kind of circle back to each other in a way, um, you know, without spoiling too much of it. But it's a beautiful love story. Um, I, I would ask what you guys thoughts of the movie are, but I know for a fact you both haven't seen it. So we'll, <laughs> you we'll don't save know that. For, uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure I'm safe on this one. Um, but well, when we get around the me, I'll let you know if I see it or not. I'll yeah, let you know so my yeah, thoughts okay. on it. So yeah, same. whatever you guys, you guys are jerks. <laughs> um, it's, it's beautifully shot. As I mentioned, it was nominated for cinematography, uh, you know, and there's just, I don't know if it's this day and age, but sometimes just black and white just looks so beautiful. Um, you know, um, and I just, I, I, I don't know how to describe it or have the words, um, to do it, but it's, uh, it's a movie that just that just struck stuck with me. It's only an hour and a half, so for those of you who think I'm, you know, nominating a three hour black and white film, uh, it's fairly short, um, and it's just something that sticks with you. Um, you know, it's a, it's a beautiful feature, so I uh, would highly recommend this one. So, Greg, have you? Uh, how about your thoughts on Cold War? Haven't seen it. <laughs> yeah, there we go. All right, but I skipped all this two minutes ago. Yes. Uh, look. This sounds like it would bore me to tears. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, now, I will agree on black and white. I think everybody should uh, watch a black and white movie, you know, once every couple months just to change things up. Um, and, you know, it is. That's one of the things I enjoyed about Casablanca last night. I thought, you know, I mean, granted, they didn't have a choice. I, I don't think because it was shot in the 40s. But, um, uh, yeah, it's refreshing to watch a movie in black and white. Uh, but this in particular, uh, I don't know, it, it sounds like it might be a little um, too deep or involved, um, uh, not heady per se, but just something that, I don't know, I would really have to be in the mood to sit and watch something like this. Although a 90 minute runtime is appealing 
So <laughs> there's that. Um, there you go. But yeah, sorry, sorry to say this is uh, not one of the ones I have seen. I've already, Hands. I've already accepted it. <laughs> so I've actually, this was on. I did watch this on Amazon Prime. Um, oh, got him. Yeah, it's it's actually pretty good. I like I like the whole black and white to it. I think uh, Joanna Kulig is great in it. Um, <laughs> are you are you trolling right now? Are you being a troll? <laughs> Tomas Cot. He's uh, Wichter. <laughs> I haven't seen this movie. Is this the point where I sign off? Is this the point where I sign off? I didn't see this movie. Guys? I didn't see yeah, it. Yeah, I know you didn't see the movie. We went through this already. Yeah, you were right. Uh, I, I was. I'm, I can't pretend anymore. I can't. Yeah. Spin off pod like coming. Squinting. Hands and Greg I'm pretend s- to watch movies. I'm squinting at the screen like I'm reading names. Like. Um, Hated yeah. Um, we talked about the last episode we did. Uh, Black and white is a turn off. Um, but for me, I, I, I'm not. You know, I, whatever. Uh, if you enjoyed it, that's all that matters. That's great. Cool. Um, I haven't seen Ida either. I don't know what that is. Um, but if you recommended this to me, um, I will. If you can find it where I don't have to pay for it, then, hey, I'll check it out. <laughs> okay. Just Nobody. like Captain Marvel. <laughs> that's uh, different. Harry didn't recommend Captain Marvel. <laughs> I didn't. Not Disney yet. recommended Captain Marvel. Uh, <laughs> you can actually stream it on Amazon Prime in 4K. See? So. I was, hey, I was see, yeah, and you were about to call me a liar. No, no, yeah. Well, you are a liar. You said you saw it, and then you're like, I didn't say it. <laughs> oh man, it's tough being me. All right, let's move on to uh movies. I'm sure somebody has seen uh hands. All righty. Uh let's go with 2013's about time. Um, this is two of my uh you know, fa- one of my favorite things in it, which is uh time travel, um, which I oh, think yeah. is done phenomenally well um, of how they utilize it. It's got Dom Hall Gleason mm-hmm. in it, Rachel McAdams, um, Bill Nighy um, is in it for a little bit. Um, it's about a guy who can time travel to basically goes into like a dark room and comes out and can time travel to any point in his life. And up until a point, like if his child's born, he can't go before that point, like that's his cutoff, but he can still go back to, um, you know, certain milestones. And it's actually like I remember watching this and, you know, I, I this was before like Dom Hall Gleason like kind of blew up. Um, I think this was like before Ex Machina. I think this was like a few like Rachel McAdams was always there. Like she kind of um, I think it's before was like he of, was General Hux. Yeah. Before <laughs> the first before, order before that guy. Pre Star um, Wars, one might say. Yeah. Pre Star Wars, <laughs> pre new Star Wars. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I do watch this every once in a while. I think it's just, it's, it's not necessarily like, yeah, it is a romantic movie. Cause it's, ba- he's basically trying to, after he finds out he could do this, he's like basically trying to find love and, and he, you know, tries to, you know, uh, fall in love with this one girl who it basically, every time he tries, like it never happens. And then he meets Rachel McAdams, character. And, um, yeah, it, it's it's so well done because it's just like that. I think Dom Hall Gleason and Rachel McAdams have like great on screen chemistry. Um, I think um, the supporting cast is great, um, and there's a couple names that I know that are in there that I'm like forgetting who they are. Um, but you know, it's it's definitely like a feel good story, and it's more like I can I think you can consider this more of like uh, an adult coming to age type movie of like trying to like really figure out like if you had this ability like what would you do in life like with it like would you just kind of live like one day at like each day at a time or would you keep trying to go back and fix things um you know it's got a really cool a really cool story to it a really cool message with it um but i yeah i it's definitely 
um, has it does it will tug at your heartstrings a lot, but it also has some good comedic elements to it um, and great chemistry with the cast. So hopefully, Greg, you've seen this. So when I looked at the title, um, I did not have the foggiest idea of what this movie was. <laughs> and then and then I looked at the synopsis and I'm like, oh, that movie. Yeah. So I, I did see this, but I only saw it once and I have only the vaguest of recollections, just like random memories of scenes that pop in my head. But, um, you know, I remember enjoying it. I, I wouldn't put this on any any list for me in particular, maybe a time travel top 100 list. <laughs> I don't know. Um, wow. It's not, it wasn't a bad movie per se. It was just, it, it didn't stick out for me. So, but Hey, you know, the romance, it was there and, <laughs> um, you and know, it was if real. It, yes, it was real. And if it made an impression for you, then oh, man. I'm glad we got the groundhog day reboot on here. So, Wow. I'm, just, I'm, I'm say, kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. um, the guy who directed this, I, and I, I forgot to mention this too, is uh, Richard Curtis, who does another mm. one of my favorite movies, uh, Love Actually. So he does like a few oh, of those great. like ensemble movies. Shut up. <laughs> Go watch your Cold War. <laughs> All right. Uh, Harry, what, what are your, your thoughts, thoughts about, about time? Oh, man. Uh, I really enjoyed About Time when I saw it. Um, similar to Greg, I haven't revisited, but I have fond memories of it and remember remember it fondly. Um, I think it's one of those movies that I think in the in the last 10 years has definitely gained steam as like an underappreciated rom-com um, or maybe not even comedy, but just a romantic movie. Um, I think there's a lot of people out there, you know, our, our age or younger who definitely ride for this a little bit harder than um, Greg does. Maybe Greg's showing his age, you know what they say. Um, and uh, yeah, no, great movie. Uh, highly suggest, especially, you know, um, if you're a fan of time travel um, or if that interests you at all, um, it puts a nice little spin on that. Um, not a groundhog, you know, remake or reboot or whatever. So um, it's a, uh, it's enjoyable. I would say so. Also get early Margot Robbie. Yes, oh, that is she true. Was yes. Was in it. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Yeah. That's what I was thinking of. That is a good call. I forgot uh, about that. But yes. Maybe I need to revisit this also just to give it a, mm. a fair shake. I mean, I didn't dislike I, it. It just it didn't stick out. I believe it is on Netflix. Um, so you can watch it there. I think okay. so. Yeah. Groovy. Uh all right. Uh back to me. Uh my next pick is 2018's A Star is Born, directed by Bradley Cooper. Um mm. really really great movie uh about a rising star uh as the name implies um on the music scene and as her star comes to fruition uh the star of her lover uh kind of fades and uh goes down um i love the chemistry uh between lady gaga and bradley cooper in this uh the movie itself was just fantastic, really compelling story and um, uh, well shot. I thought, I, I don't know if this was his debut directorial effort, but uh, I think he did a really good job um, directing it. Bradley Cooper. That is, um, mm -hmm. I haven't seen any of the uh, 16 other versions of Unbelievable. I was going to yes. say this has been remade like four or five different times. Yeah, it, it absolutely has. Um, going way, way back. I think the earliest version was maybe the 40s right here, somewhere around there. 
Yeah, back when they had the moving pictures. <laughs> yes. um, I'll I'll do a research on that for you really quick, but I'm okay. pretty sure it does. Go I think back, it's like, like the third, the thirties. I think Thank it's like thirty seven. And I think I think maybe the most famous version prior to this was one with Judy Garland's. I think. There was um, one with Barbara Streisand in 1976, or which, maybe that was and uh, Chris Christopherson. I'd probably yeah. say that one, but okay. yeah, there's the other one with uh, Judy Garland um, as well. Yeah, okay, Jesus. But anyway, I haven't seen any of those. That's not what this is about. I love this one. I think the romance in it is fantastic. Um, another movie that does not end well, um, which kind of bucks the trend of uh, you know what what I like in a movie. But um, even though it it ends on a downer. Um, uh, the strength of the love between this couple can be felt uh, throughout the movie. So, yeah. Um, it's weird because I feel like uh, this, well, this was the same year that um, Bohemian Rhapsody came out Ugh. and Bohemian Rhapsody got like a lot of praise and a Star is Born did too, but I feel like A Star is Born should have gotten all the praise and Bohemian Rhapsody should have gotten none of it. Um, that's neither here nor there, but it's just, I don't know. It, Preach. It is what it is. Say it louder for the people yeah. in the back. <laughs> uh, so what do you guys think about the 2018 A Star is Born? Um, I agree with Bohemian Rhapsody. I, I'm just on that. Um, yeah, that that got a lot of like, and I'll be the one that says like when I first saw it, it was great. And then I watched it again. I'm like, yes, I'm, I'm an idiot. Like that, I mean, that. Rami Malek was good. But he was great. That but was... I mean, everything else. Yeah. 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 Um, beside the point, like, um, I've seen the stars born once, but I, I didn't see it in theater. I saw it when it was like on TV. So I feel like I didn't get like the same effect um, that like watching it without like commercial interruptions and everything. Hmm. Um, but I, it was on my list to actually see, like, I know the soundtrack is actually like the soundtrack I heard is like phenomenal. I mean, I only Bangers. know that one song yeah. <laughs> that like off the top of my head that I can think of right now. Um, yeah, the, yeah. every single New intro <laughs> i like i would listen to like the radio in a car and every single station like country played it every rock like all, all local like all uh, i was tired of hearing that song um they have great chemistry together like lady lady gaga as i call her is a um she's a great actress um but i i think that i think she won for this correct if i remember right did she win best actress no, for this? She did not. She did only won. She won an original song. That's what she was on stage for. Okay. She helped write it with uh, Mark Bronson. <clears throat> okay. Um, I, I think that she's a, a phenomenal actress. I think she doesn't get uh, like I and I've heard like with the most recent one that she was in, um, she was good, but House everything else, she everything else was kind of like about it. Um, it, it is. A, I mean, a story that you know isn't original because it's been remade four different times. Um, but I think like with their chemistry together was great. Um, yeah, it isn't, it is not a happy ending, um, for, for Bradley Cooper fans. I don't think, I don't think any of them are, to be honest, if you watch the yeah, one probably in the seventies or thirties, I think they all yeah. follow a thread. Um, but I, I think that, um, just like with the story, like, even though it's not considered original, I think I haven't seen the, the other ones, but this was, I think they did a really good job. And I think like Bradley Cooper, I, this was the only movie he ever directed. Um, at, at, at least I think this is still the only one. Um, and he did, he did great with it. Um, and I think he's definitely like, he's one of the, like when it's all said and done, like he'll probably be like one of like a top 10 actors. I think that like, this is like definitely a good, was definitely a good role for him. And just with, um, you know, his chemistry with Lady Gaga, like I, 
I think that it, it felt like it was kind of one of those things where like even like after the movie came out, a lot of people were talking about like, are they like their chemistry was so good? Like, are they actually like together? And like, are they, you know, having like a secret romance? And like a lot of people kind of took that from from the movie. But um, yeah, yeah I, I would love to go watch it again without any kind of like interruptions. Um, but I, I, I did enjoy it. Oh. Yeah, this was one um, that. You know, just going back to really quick with, uh, you know, uh, I'm not going to sit here and say I enjoy the 1937 version more because um, I actually haven't seen the other versions. Surprise. Um, but yeah, um, it goes all the way back to 1937, this story. Um, it was nominated for Oscars for Cooper for acting uh, Lady Ga- Lady as Chris as Gaga for Lady Gaga. Um, <laughs> it was and it, it was Bradley Cooper's first directed movie, and he was actually snubbed for best director that year. Wow. Um, and I remember this movie also came out Venom weekend and it kind of split the box office uh, yeah. that weekend. Cause I remember Venom made a lot of money, but this movie also made a lot of money. And yeah. uh, this had legs. Really, like, I think yeah, it, like, it, yeah, it stuck around. Cause it went through, you know, the December period and through the Oscar yeah. period. It was, it was definitely one that caught it was a, a lot of hot people. October. You don't yeah, see that often. Geez. No, exactly. <laughs> um, and uh, this one for me, I really enjoyed. I remember I took my mom to see it, you know, and she was remembering the story and trying to remember the 70s version with Streisand. And, um, you know, as you guys have mentioned, you know, Cooper absolutely kills it. Lady Gaga, you know, I think this kind of put like, hey, she can she can do acting, um, you know, on there for it in specific roles um, that help suit her. Um, it won Best Original Song for Shallow, which, you know, as Chris said, was was the hit of the year um there uh, i remember seeing it in dolby which was definitely another part of it where you know definitely like it's not a typical dolby movie you know or see it in premium large format but some of those songs you know especially when you get to some of the concert moments was really cool mm-hmm. um and you know just a lot of first and a lot of surprises with this movie that i think you know helped it stick around um so great choice and uh you know even though it doesn't end you know picture perfect um you know it's still a really good movie thank you uh hair what do you got next yeah, so for me, I'm um, going to take a shot in the dark and say that you guys haven't seen this one either, but um, we'll see. We'll go down the path and we'll, we'll take the journey. Um, 2019's Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Um, this is uh, directed by Celine Siama, um, who is uh, the director of this film, and she's done a couple other smaller movies, and she just had one movie, uh, Petite Mama, this year that came out, which didn't really get a lot of love. Um, I haven't had a chance to see it, but... Um, it stars uh, Adil, Ad- Adele Hanil, Hanel, sorry, and uh, Naomi Mer- Merlon. And um, it's, a, it's a story of basically, and this might bore Greg to tears, as he likes to say, <laughs> basically on an isol- isolated island in the end of the 18th century, a female painter is obligated to paint a wedding portrait of a young woman. Um, so obviously, you know, hits all the points there of, uh, of a great, uh, you know, uplifting movie. Um so, but, um, you know, romance ensues uh, in there. And it's, um, there's a couple scenes in this movie uh, that absolutely just stick with you. Um, and, you know, as the worst person in the world, there's a couple there too that just kind of, that kind of stay with you. And it's a beautifully shot movie. Um, it didn't get any Oscar love because it just was released in a weird time where it was like the end of the year and it wasn't nominated for Best International because they already had a nominee that they went with. Um, and it was a movie that kind of slipped through the radar. I saw this at the Philadelphia Film Festival, Humble Brag, um, and you know, sold out theater and absolutely just walked out of that movie um, blown away. Um, 
would highly suggest it um, and uh, highly recommend it. Um, Papa, I'll throw it to you. What were your thoughts of Portrait of a Lady on Fire? Did you enjoy it as much as I did? It was a portrait of a lady <laughs> on fire. Uh, no, this is one I have not seen. Um, but I will say this does sound like more of an interesting premise. Um, I, this sounds like something that I, I would watch. Um but yeah, unfortunately, I, I can't speak to much more other than that. Uh, so God, I'm, I'm here gonna... to just I'm here to just grow films for the audience to adapt their minds. <laughs> yeah, put in some so, culture, so, change change the narrative. Sorry for the lack of riveting discussion, folks. But you well, know, when there's... it comes to my list, it comes yeah, to my list. We knew it's going to be esoteric. Uh, yeah. Hands, what do you got? Did you see Portrait of a Lady on Fire? I loved it. <laughs> Um, I liked when they lit her on fire and then someone painted her. <laughs> How telling. Does that happen at all? Does that happen at all in the movie? Does you gotta see, I'm not going to spoil the movie. I'm not going to spoil this beloved movie that people really enjoy that you haven't. Seen. I've heard I and I've heard honestly like phenomenal things about this movie. Um, and that's uh, and I think. I forget, maybe someone in our friends group had had talked about it, said how much they like it. I don't know, possibly. Um, I can tell you that I'm glad that you really enjoyed this, but as it was described and the little quick IMDb um, search that I did on it, I, this movie's probably not going to be for me, and I may not visit it if I do. Uh, I might. I don't know. We'll see. But uh, it, it, the, the light on fire and they paint her, it, that's what I thought the movie was about. It's not. <sighs> We're going to start a new segment on the show called Will We Watch It? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Harry will throw out a movie. You haven't seen it. <laughs> no, but I, I have good. I have heard good things from the people who have seen it. So I'm glad you, uh, with your humble brag, sold at the film festival. Um, and as you put it in front of the sold out theater, um, Transform- Transformers movies sell out too. But, oh, God, um, I'm going to close with that. <laughs> all right uh hands what is your me. next pick <laughs> uh, <laughs> um this is one we i think i believe we talked about before in our, our on our favorite comedies um 2008's uh forgetting sarah marshall um as i can say like with what i said with um with princess bride as i can recite 80 percent of that movie i can probably re- recite 110 percent of forgetting sarah marshall um this isn't your typical um you know, romance movie. Um, it's about a uh, guy. He's a sound editor for a famous TV show played who Sarah Marshall is the um, star of who's Kristen Bell. They break up, they go to Hawaii, end up at the same resort and Jason Siegel falls in love with Mila Kunis. Um, and, you know, h- hilarity ensues. Um, it, it is a very, it is an incredibly funny movie. And I know when I've talked about it before, like this is probably one in my top three favorite comedies of all time. It is like this. And it holds up like even now of it's been out for 14 years and it's still like, I still watch it maybe once every two, three months. And it's an app and it's incredibly funny. Um, But you know, it's very related. It's very relatable. Like if you're going through like a breakup or, you know, there's a lot of things that like he, he faces when he's, gonna delete all the pictures off the computer and he doesn't know if he's supposed to or not he's like lighting stuff on fire in his apartment and he's like kind of trying to cope with like getting over his his girlfriend but ends up seeing her at the same resort um but it just it's very like it 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 seems like a very like dark kind of story because it looks like he like followed her there and 
And I, I, it takes like a really funny turn with when Mila Kunis is introduced and some of the, you know, the Judd Apatow cast that shows up like Jonah Hill, Paul Rudd. Um, this is another movie where like the supporting cast is like absolutely, absolutely. It's probably the strength of the movie, but um, you know, I, I just, I, whenever I think of romantic comedies, this is always going to be like on the top of my list. So um, you guys, I know you guys have seen this. Harry, you want to go first? I will. Um, well, I just wanted to have some drama in there just for Chris. Um, this is a typical, um, comedy that you think would have been directed by Judd Apatow, but it's not. Um, and they just uh, stole, they just stole his, uh, (laughs) yeah, they, they borrowed his team and his team decided, uh, they said, Hey, we're going to go to Hawaii. Uh, we're going to just shoot something there. Um, love movies set in Hawaii. I just think about it from the perspective of like, yeah, Hey Jason, uh, we need you for the forgetting Sarah Marshall. Uh, we're going to Hawaii. So <laughs> we have to do um, reshoots. <laughs> hope you can make back. it. Uh, yeah. Oh, um, and you get to be in love with, uh, Mila Kunis and, uh, Kristen Bell. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, there's nobody, there's nobody in this world who rides harder for the seagull train than, than Hanratty. So it's not a surprise that this is on his list. Um, with that said, it is it is a great uh, it is a great romantic comedy. Um, it is a little bit more raunchier than your typical romantic comedies. I think rom coms usually try to go for the PG thirteen. Uh, this goes this goes for the for the R on it, um, and it it has a little bit of back and forth. And yeah, if you've ever been in a difficult breakup or you know uncertainty with a relationship, you know um, you know and trying to deal with that. Uh, so yeah, very funny movie. Um, Papa, you you have the floor. Yeah, so I had this on my list for Fave Five comedies as well, and yeah. um, I, I mean, yeah, I just I love this movie. Uh, this this would be man, this is like so close to being on my list for sure for uh, mm-hmm. for romantic movies. Um, love the chemistry between all the leads. Uh, very funny movie, great setting. Um, the romance between uh, Peter and uh, Rachel, uh, Mila Kunis is Rachel, definitely there. Um, I don't know if you can fall in love with a fictional character, but man, like Mila Kunis is Rachel Jansen was just like, oh, uh, like she was so it, like she was yeah. perfect. Yes, yes, yeah. exactly. Like she is the girl that you want to be with. Um, yeah, I think this is a, a fantastic pick for this list. And uh, uh, again, you know, um, romance and comedy in equal amounts uh, right there. And I appreciate the uh, the R rating that they went for. So, yeah, great, great pick. Um, Harry, first of all, the Seagull train, that's a that's a strong train. So. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 oh, yeah, the Twitter. Like, I always, I always log on Twitter and I'm like, Oh my God, can they stop talking about Jason Siegel already? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I'm kidding. I know you're kidding. I'm making sure you're aware. What would, you're kidding. what would you have done if we did our favorite, like the top five actors instead of Jason Bateman, I put Jason Siegel. I wouldn't have been surprised. There's nobody, <laughs> there's nobody in this world who rides harder for things he loves than, than Christopher Hanratty. I've said this to many a people and <laughs> it's something I admire about you. And it's something that I just find beautiful about you. So, nice. um, in the love in of Jason of romance, Siegel. exactly. Yeah, you're ride for him no matter what. Yeah, hey, no, what's that guy? Some... Oh, Jason Siegel's in that. I'll, I might check that out. I'll some that romance off. there. I love you, bro. Oh, 100%. 100%. I, I'm not gonna lie. When I was when he was filming the one um show in Philadelphia, I was like kind of like scoping out, like drive oh, down, gonna be in this see area? where it's yeah. gonna be. Creek yeah. Bowl. <laughs> hear me like peel out. You hear like <laughs> I'm like trying to figure out where he's at. 
Uh, All right. Well, great pick there. Uh, We're going to move back to me for my last pick. And uh, this was the movie that I alluded to earlier where I kind of see this as the quintessential uh, romance movie. Um, And it is a romantic comedy. And that is 1989's When Harry Met Sally. Um, So I actually didn't see this for the first time up until about two years ago. I just... I had always heard good things about this movie. So I thought, let me check it out. And it did live up to the hype and it lived up to it in spades. Nice. Uh, I think this might be the, the greatest romantic comedy out there. Um, you've got uh rom-com queen, Meg Ryan, uh, Billy Crystal uh, directed by Rob Reiner. You also got a uh, Billy's co-star from um, uh, city slickers, Bruno Kirby and Princess Leia herself, Carrie Fisher, in the movie. Um, like I said, directed by Rob Reiner and uh, written by uh, Nora Ephron, who also did uh, Sleepless in Seattle and You've Got Mail. Um, just absolutely fantastic. It's funny because I, I read some other reviews of this and people were like, how could you possibly make Billy Crystal look attractive? And yet you did. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, you know, he is he's his character is very interesting because he starts off very smarmy in the movie and uh you know without giving away too much because harry definitely wants you to check this out uh and it is streaming on hbo max at the moment but um the movie skips time periods and you see them at different stages in life and you see how their characters evolve and um even though he starts off one way he becomes very very different um throughout the course due to uh of the movie due to different events and um uh the chemistry between these two is awesome um they they start as enemies and they're not enemies but certainly not they don't like each other and then it that relationship evolves into um potentially them getting together by the end potentially uh so yeah it's a really 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 great movie um got some laughs there is some <laughs> some allusions to casablanca in there but uh the romance <laughs> um is just fantastic uh so i know you haven't seen it yet hair what did yeah. do you have any thoughts on it is this something you're thinking about checking out or yeah it's just it's one of those things where i when like movies that i think like romantic comedies for me and romantic movies i think are always difficult to like watch alone Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think anybody's like, let me fire up this. Like, I mean, I guess to maybe feel something in, in certain ways of being like, you know, God, I, I love love or God, I, I miss this person or, you know, whatever it might be. So, but it, it's always, I always find movies like this and especially romantic movies. And I forgot to bring this up earlier of like, it always seems like if, if depending on when you get in a relationship with someone of like, oh, I saw that, but the other person hasn't. And it's mm-hmm. like, depending like, there's a lot of romantic comedies or romantic movies where it's like, oh, you know, later in life when you when you meet someone it's like oh yeah i've seen that i've seen that i've seen that and it's like the other person hasn't just because they never experienced it and when harry met sally for me it's just like again as a person named harry i feel as though i am failing uh my my the harry's out you're there obligated yeah so that's just my little spiel on that but yeah it's definitely on the short list of, of rom-coms and it, it being you know an hour 40 hour you know i'm sure it's short um it's definitely should be something i could convince the white wife of um you know, and she'll probably enjoy it. I was going to say, I bet she would really enjoy this movie too. Yeah. So I'm glad to hear that. I'll give her that uh, validation from you to uh, (laughs) to try and sneak it in there. Uh, Hans, what do you think? Have you seen this? 
I saw it later in life. Like you said, a couple of years ago, I mean, my, I was probably a little farther back, maybe like five or six years ago was the mm-hmm. first time that I maybe even farther um, back than that. Um, great point in trying to make Billy Crystal attractive. Cause I, I just, he's ugly as sin. <laughs> like he, <laughs> Oh my goodness. I've heard him described as a goblin, which is yeah. well, <laughs> pretty unfair. Like, but. His character in Willow is what I always imagine him like actually looking like is like a little, yeah, like a little gremlin type, like troll. Um, Billy Crystal's weird because he plays, I think he, even in like Monsters Inc., he plays the same type of character. Like he is, he's the definition of like typecast where like mm. he, he doesn't have a lot, like I haven't seen him like do like serious roles or or you know any kind of um like like straight or like any kind of like involving range i feel like it's like billy crystal like it's kind of like when they were casting rodney dangerfield like he played the same type of character in like every single movie before he died um but i i do like this um i do like this movie and i like i there's a couple scenes that i like always stand out like the whole the famous diner scene which is the i'll have what she's having which yeah. everyone knows that even if you haven't seen the movie um Carrie Fisher, who, you know, has done his doing work outside of Star Wars, which is which is fantastic. Um, I only know her in, from this Star Wars and the Burbs with Tom Hanks. Um, that's it. I don't think she's been anything else in my world. Um, but it's it is I would I would consider it's like it's it's definitely like an, like that old school romantic comedy type. Um, I, they've they've great chemistry together as much as Billy Crystal's playing Billy Crystal. Um, I think Meg Ryan is fantastic in this. Um, I, I would definitely would like to go back and rewatch it. Like at least now, like I do forget how it ends. Um, I, for a while I got this mixed up with sleepless in Seattle until I actually saw it. So I didn't know who was in what, but, um, I got that straightened out. So, cause I know they came around the same time. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I've heard like, um, like people who like, I, like I've seen the things online, like where like people are like, this is are in your ballpark where it's one of the greatest romantic comedies. Um, I I haven't seen it enough to kind of, and I don't remember too much from it, but I do remember watching and being like, okay, like I can see where like the hype is around it. Like I may, wish I probably would have seen it a little earlier, but yeah, mm-hmm. it's kind of like when I watched the Godfather when I'm like, it's fine. But you know, instead of it's fine, I'm like, it was pretty good. So. <laughs> uh, I mean, a, it is an excellent choice in terms of like romantic comedies. A lot of people that they go to that, they say like, this is, on most people's like top five lists, so right as yours. So you left out a major Carrie Fisher role in Drop Dead Fred. <laughs> Stop. Stop. Uh, which is which is if we ever do an under if we ever do an underrated um episode, that's gonna be on there. Jesus. Drop Dead Fred is a fantastic yeah, movie. We already know. I might, I might be I might one. be off that episode. I might yeah. be off. Literally any movie I pick is an is an uh, under underrated movie because you guys haven't seen them. <laughs> Harry, have you ever seen Drop Dead Fred? No, you don't understand that. <laughs> he he would care. never. He would never. Don't care. Uh, uh, all right, so that is my list. Harry, what Woo. is your final pick? Have we seen this movie? I hope so. Jeez, Louise. <laughs> I'm like, I'm literally over eight with Greg right now. I think yep. so. Uh, or for whatever it is. Um, not hitting a high average with Greg. Um, my last choice is 2008 Slumdog Millionaire, uh, directed by Danny Boyle. Um, I'm pretty sure introduced the world to Dev Patel, at least on a, on a large scale. Uh, this film won eight Oscars, uh, best picture achievement, uh, best director, adapted screenplay cinematography editing 
uh, music written, original score, original song, sound mixing. Um, this movie for me, you know, in 2008, I had only worked for AMC for about three years. So working at the movie theater and, you know, it was probably around the time when I had started to develop, like I should see films for free and I should become a film guy because I love film. And that's why I started to work here. And this movie just totally stole my heart um, and just is an amazing film. Um, I just remember trying to take anybody I could to come see this movie with me um, and being like, you got to see Slumdog Millionaire because obviously 2008, um, you know, and it's, it's about a Mumbai teenager reflects on his life after being accused of cheating on the, um, the Indian version of who wants to be a millionaire. So not really, you know, America, America, uh, basically not an American film, you know, for even though it is, you know, in English, I guess there's that weird kind of thing where, you know, um, I guess it is Americanized in a way, but um, it's it's for me, it's just a perfect film of, you know, it has the flashbacks like you were kind of alluding to. It just takes place, as I mentioned, kind of reflecting on his life and kind of helping him. You know, it, it's really a movie about, you know, destiny and love and, you know, are you meant to be with this one person? And I just absolutely love this movie. Um, I hope you guys do too. Um, otherwise, I'd be real upset when we start talking um, because this movie for me is definitely, you know, the movie, you know, and I, you know, I'm seeing a movie in 2008 sounds like, oh, that's what, you know, but that movie kind of put, you know, me into cinema and being like, I have to investigate other movies, you know, especially, you know, even before it won all the Oscars, I was hoping it would win as many Oscars as it did. Um, you know, and just wish all the success for it. And I think it's one of the highest grossing movies after its box office win. Um, I remember looking that up one time. It might still be the case. So what that means is after the movie was awarded the best picture, how what did it gross after that? And I think this is one of the highest um, out there. Um, just a perfect movie to me, um, even though some people might call it a little cheesy, which I, I don't know who's out there who's doing that. But um, Papa would love to hear if you've seen this movie. Would love to hear your thoughts on this movie. Yeah, so <clears throat> this is the one movie you have that I have seen. <laughs> yes, <laughs> um, we did it. And I actually remember uh, exactly when and where I saw this movie. Uh, I saw this, as Boyle intended, on an overseas flight. <laughs> I watched it on a plane. Um for the first time in 2013, I, I was on a flight to Germany and I saw that this was an option. And I'm like, oh, I've been dying to see this. Let me check it out. And uh, I was not disappointed. Uh, fantastic movie. Um, you know, kind of similar to Coming to America. Romance doesn't necessarily. It's not the first thing that comes to mind with Slumdog Millionaire. But I, I won't argue yeah. that it doesn't belong on here. I mean, you know, there is. IMDb says drama romance. So it's fine. Right, right. Um but yeah, just a, a great movie and um, <laughs> postscript to this. I actually uh, really, really love the song Jai Ho from it. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 And I, I will listen to that from time to time, like every couple of weeks. So, yeah, it's a it's a bop. Um, but yeah, great pick on here. Uh, the You know, the one movie that you have that I have seen is a doozy and uh, definitely Perfect. warrants, um, you know, its placement. So. Well done, sir. Well done, indeed. Thank I you. will say that I absolutely have 
no bad things to say about this. Yes, um, there we go. Let me on there. Um, no, this is a great movie. Um, I this was and and like similar to like kind of Harry. Um, you know, I was working at the movie theater at the same time, and I, I this was kind of opened me up to like I can think of another movie I was going to put on my list, and even honorable mention was Garden State that um kind of opened me up to like independent movies. Um, Greg, hold that thought, okay. and um. I, that really opened me up to kind of like an independent movies and movies outside of like my, my Q zone um, as, as I call it. Um, but I think that like, this is a, a lot of people compare this to kind of like a fairy tale, like type of movie, like not necessarily like a, like a modern day fairy tale of, you know, this guy overcoming like all these obstacles to get to uh, Latika. Is that her name? I, if I remember, I looked on IMDb. I think it's it right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Dev Patel is a fantastic actor. Um, I'm glad that like that this did kind of open him up. Like if he was uh, at least to like American moviegoers um, and he's, one movie, he I, still needs been... more work. We need, we need to see more stuff. Yeah. We need to see. Yeah. Doing I, I think him and um, oh my God, I'll think of his name in a, in a minute. Um, I think that um, he like, I really want to see him in green Knight. Like I haven't seen that yet, but I heard that that movie's like phenomenal, but then other people say, it's solid. But, yeah. Um, but this is like a, a great story. You know, I love the whole integration of the, like the whole, who wants to be a millionaire, um, version of like, of the show and you know how there's like two different stories going on. Like you had said, like he's basically being tortured of how he's cheating on the show. Um, normally he probably like in America, he probably would have just got arrested. And th- th- this way that he's getting waterboarded on this to figure out like why he's cheating. Um, but there definitely is like a, like a whole, like it, it it's it's not your typical romantic like romance movie um but i I think like everything with it like all the awards that it won it deserved um i think it's like a just a beautifully shot movie too um jai ho is a is a great song like when i left the theater like i i think i remember like when i was working at like cleaning that theater i would do like the like the the (laughs) dance i know we're not (laughs) um but I just did the giant. Try to follow along with the choreography. The one part that I know, film. yeah, yeah, it's like like that. There's like a little bit of that. Um, but yeah, this is this is a fantastic pick. Um, I'm glad you included it. Glad we all saw it, which is important. Mm-hmm. Um, and we can all especially when it comes to my movies. So I know, right? <laughs> so Greg, where were you? I I saw your face. Yeah, kinda. well, it was just it was funny that you mentioned Garden State because. Harry and I were having a discussion offline at some point about what what movies we think are going to be picked. And I said yeah. for you, I, I thought that you were going to pick Garden State. So it's nice to know that you were close. I was driving. I was driving the other day thinking like as I was making my lesson, like, I, you know, I don't know if I like I Garden State, I guess, f- kind of falls into it. Like if I can go back and do my honorable mentions or maybe like redo it, I probably squeeze it in there. Like maybe. Yeah. Like, but yeah, I, I do love that movie, too. <laughs> All right, very good pick. And uh, Hans, why don't you close this out for this discussion? See, what uh, I'm not what sure if you pick? guys, either of you guys, have seen this. I think Harry, you might have seen it. Um, but it is Mark Webb previously to doing um, Amazing Spider Man was uh, 500 Days of Summer that came out in 2009. Um, have either, but I'll just start off. Have either of you guys seen this? I have not. Okay, all right, fifth, yeah, we're kind of there. Um, <laughs> so 500 days of summer follows a, a Joseph Gordon Levitt who is like, he writes greeting cards. He's really wanted to be an architect, but kind of fell into this job and stayed there writing greeting cards. What else is um, fall, yeah. Tales all the time. And uh, then he uh, 
basically uh, the, the Zoe Deschanel, her character Summer starts working there and he starts to develop feelings for her. So they have like, you know, a little fling. Um, but the movie starts off with basically them breaking up. Um, it goes through a whole different time period of 500 days of like their relationship. So they break up and then it kind of, they, it goes through like, you know, the highs and lows of their relationship, how Summer's character is, doesn't necessarily like tells them right up front. Like, I don't want a boyfriend. I don't want a boyfriend. And, you know, he falls in love for her. And it's really, a lot of people have considered it like kind of like creepy, not creepy, but like how his character acts in terms of a messy like, as a, yeah. like like it's not yeah like he he's flat out like wants to like marry her and develops like very strong and wants to be with her but she lets him know early that like that's not what we want but he still continues to the point where um you know the the whole relationship escalates um but you see like it's like after like 250 days like they throw a number it's like it starts off like midway through their relationship and they're broken up and um i chloe grace moretz is in it plays his younger sister it's like one of her earlier roles um it has probably one of my favorite scenes in a movie which is um you know a lot of it focuses on the show like the movie focuses on like like one's like expectations versus reality it's like if you in it can like basically if you're going to any situation like how you expect it to go versus the reality of what actually happens and they do a really awesome side-by-side shot of his expectations versus reality when he goes to summer's apartment um for like a party and as it like it it, it meets up at certain points like at the party and then when it ends like reality kind of just like takes over and it's like it's a it's pretty heartbreaking um i mean it, it doesn't initially have the um the happiest of endings for joseph gordon levitt um but his character tom but it um you know as the last kind of shot it, it kind of gives them kind of a hope, but you, it, it's also like a vicious cycle kind of thing. And I don't know if Harry, if you remember kind of like towards the end with, um, I forget her name, the Minka Kelly, Minka Kelly's in it for like five minutes. Um, but yeah, it's, 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 I, I, I've watched this out of all the movies that I've included, like even like forgetting Sarah Marshall, like I've watched this movie countless, countless, countless times. I, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. Um, I adore this movie. Um, I haven't watched it in a couple of years. Um, but I, I, you know, I would like to revisit it. I actually almost watched it the other day on Amazon. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's a, a, a fantastic movie. Um, yeah, Harris, since you've seen it, I'll throw it to you. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, similar to just going back to like Castaway was probably the one on Greg's list that I would have liked to have revisited before the pod. And 500 Days of Summer from your list is probably the other one um, from your guys' two lists uh, that I would have wanted to revisit. Um, I remember loving this movie when it came out and speaking its praises. I think like you said, hands, it's been a while since I've seen it. So I don't know if it's fallen off for me. I think if we were to do a top 15 or a top 10, it would definitely be inching in definitely in the top 15, but inching into the top 10 um, highly recommend it. I think there's a lot of stylized things that the film does. That's pretty neat. Um, there's kind of a, I don't know, call it a musical scene in there, but there's a scene where things stop and a musical happens uh, moment and there's kind of things you know it's just i would be interested if they ever did like a a release of that movie and just did it from her perspective or you know zoe de chanel's perspective and just kind of get that counter because I, I wouldn't say they have that exactly in there but um i don't know it's just, that would interest me as, as a film thing of just you know different type of 
uh, film. But this one is really good. I'm surprised Greg hasn't seen it, but easily, you know, I could see why he might have missed it. Um, but yeah, heavy, heavy movie for sure. But uh, it hits a lot of the spots, especially in 2009 uh, for for young Harold. So, um, yeah, yeah. I think it's like I think the like the ta- like in the very beginning like there, there's a there's a um like a narrative. it's like this is not a love story yeah, yeah this is a story about love but it's not a love story yeah so um it, it's a really cool twist on like that ro- on like uh, it's I guess you can consider it kind of romantic comedy but there are like so like more dramatic elements to it um yeah. but yeah like I I've I've I there was a point where I probably watched this maybe once a week mm. wow yeah, yeah that sounds that's about probably right not for you. Probably not healthy, but <laughs> nothing. Nobody loves something more than Hanratty loves something. I'll tell you. <laughs> yeah, because we're going back. It, well it said. Wasn't the hell- yeah, that's why I probably watched. I probably someone probably told me like you shouldn't watch this anymore. Probably was Harry. Like just settle down. And I was like, yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> um. Yeah. You know, this is one that just kind of slipped away from me. I just never got around to seeing it when it was in theaters, and then. I haven't really made it a priority to watch it, but um, you know, if it means that much that it's on this list and both you guys are kind of singing its praises, then uh, you know, maybe I'll throw it on the queue and that'll be another one of those random. What am I in the mood for nights? So yeah. Wild to me. It's been 12 years since this movie came out, but that's just I, yeah. that I'm getting older every day. So going on 13 this year. So Woo-hoo. also um, agent Colson is in it um, ah. as a non um shield he's just a regular guy shocking uh, yeah yeah they they should have put a shield agent in this movie that would have spiced it up (laughs) all right well good pick uh and great list gentlemen um thank you for sharing this with us and uh hopefully you folks out there will feel the love uh you know maybe maybe we inspire you to go and Watch some of our favorites, or if not, at least check out some other romantic movies uh, and let us know what you think. But we are not done here because no, no, there was some big news that came out recently. Uh, Hair, what news am I referring to? Greg, you're referring to the, I guess, the year 2022, but uh, year for film year 2021 Oscar nominations. Um, and it's a bingo. We- that's a bingo (laughs) we had a little talk uh, after the festival where i kind of talked about some of these movies um surprisingly to me a lot more than i would have thought um and so yeah i figured we we take a little bit of time i know the folks are hanging on you know you can look up this some of this information online but wanted to just talk about our thoughts on maybe some that are on the best just focusing mostly on the best picture list i'm sure we'll revisit this after the oscars air um, and see, you know, results. Maybe we'll do uh, we'll do ballots together and see how we do, guys. Um, I hope I win because I'm the nerd who <laughs> likes this stuff. So, um, so yeah. So I'm just gonna run through the best picture nominees here, and then we'll kind of just uh, circle it back to us and just talk about films that we would suggest and what maybe we're dying to see that we that we hope um, other people can go see. Um, so leading nominations with twelve is Power of the Dog. Um, again, this is up for best picture and has the most nominations. You can catch this actually on Netflix, which is really cool. Um, that's part of the the challenge in the year we live in, 2022, of watch of trying to catch all these films and wanting to support them, you know, and going to theaters, but also having them available on streaming services. So a uh, fun note about this movie is Jane Campion is the first woman ever to have two best uh, director nominations. So that's pretty, really cool and great for diversity and happy to see that. Um, also we have Dune uh, next with 10 nominations. Uh, 
that was on HBO Max when it came out. Right now, you can't catch it on HBO Max, but I believe it's available on Blu-ray, and I believe it's available to rent. Um, so I don't know if it'll come back to HBO Max before the Oscars air. That'll be something to watch and kind of keep an eye out of, and I'll talk a little bit about that with some other nominations shortly. It's kind of a weird time we're in where I wouldn't be surprised if Dune gets thrown back on early just to allow people to be able to see it. Um, the next with seven nominations is West Side Story. Uh, this is on Disney Plus and HBO Max. It's a weird kind of agreement um, that was, I guess, done with you know Fox and Disney before the merger and stuff on where these would go after. So you have two places to watch it, but this won't be available until March 2nd. Um, and this uh, wild note and reason why he's on our top five directors of all time list, Steven Spielberg becomes the first director nominated in six different decades, which is pretty crazy. Um, no, another movie. Yeah. Another movie with seven nominations, um, is Belfast. Um, this is in theaters or you can rent it. Um, you know, I haven't seen this one, uh, not my cup of tea as far as what I want to see from an Oscar nominated movie, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, King Richard, again, you can watch this in theater or rent it, um, you know, via whatever streaming service you have. This has six nominations, great Will Smith performance. Um, Great sports movie. If you're into that, John Bernthal shows up in this movie and is really good in it as well. And always love when he has a surprise appearance and the kids um, who are play the Williams uh, sisters um, are really good in it as well. Um, and a lot of nominations for that. Hopefully we'll be talking more about that after uh, the Oscars. Uh, next up um, with is drive my car. That's going to be available on HBO max on March 2nd. Uh, it's a three hour Japanese film. As I've mentioned before, I saw this at the festival, so it might not be for everybody, but I would definitely um, take a, take a chance on this one. Um, I think you, you might enjoy it. Um, Don't look up, which is on Netflix came out over Christmas. Uh, you know, the Leonardo DiCaprio movie. Uh, cool. Um, Nightmare Alley that's available on Hulu and HBO Max as well. Um, I didn't really love this movie. I was surprised it actually made it uh, to the best picture noms. I'm happy to see it. Um, it might be something I might revisit before the festival, but I'll be interested when you guys end up seeing it. Um, Coda, uh, this is on Apple TV plus this is actually Apple TV Plus's first picture, best picture nomination, um, for Coda. Um, so this one I, I recently saw, I'll be interested to get your guys thoughts in a minute and then Liquor's pizza, Pretty sure the only way you're going to be able to watch this is if you actually go to a theater. Paul Thomas Anderson's kind of a, a purist that way, so I don't think this will be available on any streaming service before, um, which will be interesting to see if it helps or hurts um, you know, him getting any awards for, for this film. Um, movies that I would suggest on this, and then I'll toss it over to Hans to see his thoughts. Obviously, we've talked a lot about Dune. We did a whole pod on Dune. Would highly suggest that. Uh, King Richard um, up for, um, I think, Best Supporting Actress and Best Actor with Will Smith. I think he has a really good chance to win. Would highly suggest that. Drive My Car, it's a different type of movie, not a normal Best Picture nomination movie, in my opinion. It's a smaller movie. Would highly suggest that. And then... Um, those would be oh, the three God. that I would suggest. And then I've got to see power of the dog. That's the one on this list that uh, I'm uh, I'm dying to see out of all the ones I haven't seen. I've seen three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I've seen eight of the 10. So the only other one I need to see is Belfast. And I don't really care if I'm being honest. <laughs> so uh, sorry, um, Kenneth, uh, maybe I'll go see death on the Nile. I won't see that either. Um so hands, what are your what are your thoughts on this? Anything to recommend for the people that you've seen, or anything that you're really looking forward to before Oscar season? Um, all right, so I'm I'm rolling rolling all the way, ride or die for Dune. Um, yeah, I, I I mean I haven't seen everything on this list. 
but I'm glad that most of it's going to be like a, a somewhat available for streaming that I can watch. Um, I, that's, I always try and watch the award movies. Um, it's tough. last year, I, I, the past couple of years I failed miserably, but now I think like a lot of these are coming out on streaming. Um, you know, I think it's, it's, it's great. I mean, like with the event, like, I think half of these are going to be, when are the Oscars late March? Yeah. Late March. Yeah. I think yeah. So, I mean, half of these look like they're, I'll be able to watch them in the next few weeks. Um, I do want to see West Side Story. Um, the biggest, the biggest crime, and I've talked about this in our in our group chat, is um, is how Denis Villeneuve was not dire- uh, nominated for director, which every he was not, the movie was nominated for everything else except that. That's a crime. Um, Liquor's Pizza. I'm just tired of seeing the ads for it on my Facebook. Um, I got to turn them off. Um, I don't. Can I, I don't see, want to see that movie. No, I, that movie looks boring. I'm sorry. Cool. If you, did you see it? I did. Yeah, I liked it. Okay. All right. Uh, I'm probably gonna hate it then um but yeah like i think like Copy. everything else but no to, to be honest like I'll, this is like the first year that i'm actually excited to see some of the movies um like i i, I same with belfast i watch a trailer or something for that i have no interest to watch that um but everything else at least kind of catches me like i i i think nightmare alley is either on or coming to hulu like very very soon it's on yeah um, i believe it's on, it there, on there yeah. okay yeah um so i want to check that out but yeah um i'm rooting for for dune and uh sweet and not for licorice pizza to win anything so yeah the oscars are march 27th so end of the oh i got plenty sure. of time all right nice yeah. papa what about you uh so the only things i'm not super stoked to check out is west side story and belfast um i mm. will probably end up watching them but like i just west side story i i don't know like it didn't I wasn't overly impressed with the trailer. Um, I haven't seen the original though. And I do like musicals and I love Steven Spielberg. So I'm sure I'll enjoy it eventually when I get to it. Uh, and Belfast just, I don't know. Um, doesn't really look intriguing to me. Yeah. Uh, the rest of the stuff though, I'm excited to check out the stuff that I haven't seen. Uh, although since licorice pizza likely won't be streaming, I probably won't get to see that right away, but huge PTA fan. Um, I, I wasn't as big on Dune as you guys, but I mean, it was a great movie. I, I loved it. Uh, yeah. I just don't I don't know that I see it as a contender for best picture. Um, honestly, if I had to go with the stuff that I've seen out of these, which uh, I've seen Dune, King Richard, Don't Look Up and Coda. I really liked Coda. I thought that was great. And I think everybody should check that out. I think King, King Richard is out of those four movies, probably the strongest for me. Um, hmm. Really liked uh, Will Smith's performance. Really liked John Bernthal's performance. Um, the kids he always were comes fantastic. in throwing a hundred. Yeah, Bernthal always comes in and just like steals the movie for me. Every yeah. like every every movie I see him. Uh, the I, kids- I watched Wolf of Wall Street the other day, and he was like, I every time I forget he's in it. Every time I watch it, and he's like phenomenal yeah. in that movie. So. The kids were fantastic. Um, really looking forward to drive my car. Uh, I do probably the next two movies out of this list that I'll catch will be drive my car and nightmare alley. I've already got nightmare alley in the queue and almost put it on nice. the other day. Uh, but yeah, drive my car is yeah. the one I'm most and looking forward to watching. Those are two longer ones. So not yeah. surprising, but um, you know, I'll be happy when we, uh, you know, have seen more of these and before the Oscar season and, and after the awards and we can kind of come talk a little bit about it because folks, it's going to come. So we'll, we'll kind of react to some of that and let you guys know our thoughts and uh, you know um, where we stand on who we think should have won. So. Yo, show. 
Both y'all got me invested in Last of Us 2. Now I got to run through that before I start any of these movies. Uh, yeah, well, knock it out. It's it's not a short one either. So. Oh, I know. I, 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 I did my research before I started it. Uh, side note, go. I just saw the news today that uh, Last of Us won't be coming to HBO this year. It'll be next year. Next oh, year, I think they're saying. I didn't yeah. see that news. That's depressing. Yeah. Oh, sorry. It's okay. Um, yeah. All right. Well, on that downer. Uh, <laughs> uh, and so you got anything for the peeps? No, thanks for listening. If we missed any of our romantic comedies, uh, anything that you, you think we might have missed, let us know. Um, there's a lot out there. So mm-hmm. hopefully and you enjoyed Harry's Oscar rundown um, of movies that you haven't seen yet. So, Harry, anything for the piece? <laughs> um, thanks for listening. As always, appreciate you guys um, checking us out. Uh, hopefully we've uh, either educated you on a romantic movie. You can curl up next to a loved one or someone special. Um, you know, even after Valentine's Day, loving doesn't stop. Um, and, uh, you know, hopefully maybe revisit some classics. Yeah, let us know if there's anything we missed. I think we touched on a couple of them that we thought would have been on here, but uh, appreciate it. And uh, yeah, look forward to the Oscars and uh, I hope everyone, you know, uh, fills out a ballot and, you know, take a shot. Check out some of these movies. They're usually uh, some of the best of the year. Absolutely. We love you guys. We hope you love Aww. us too. Yes. Keep love alive. And as always, live spicy. Spicy.